Hi-di ho, you handsome hunk. Grab a snack and gain some chunk. If your day is great or really sunk, we hope to help you shake the funk. So if you're good to hear some junk, buckle up, it's the Junk Monk Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to part two of our series wrap up. Um, just full disclosure, we actually did stop where we last left off. So we're picking up again and I have some new junk food, <laughs> but I did. You do? S- yeah, I will. I mean, it was kind of just by accident. I'm hungry. So I'm eating my <laughs> lunch and I have some three bean chili mixed with macaroni and cheese because the macaroni, macaroni and cheese was really disgusting. And so I was like, I wonder if I put in this really good chili and it worked. And then I had like double the food and I was like, this is genius. Double the food. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I do still have shortbread cookies. I did save those from last time. So we can still try those during junk time. Yay. Okay. Are we ready to start our next segment, which is... He's, He's the, the guy. guy. Okay, guys. We are going to start with favorite side character. So I'm going to go first. The groundskeeper at the resort and takes a vacation. He had the best line of the episode when he said, a short gang of lime thieves. Oh, yeah. That actually... Because remember, the maids are the bad guys. So he actually helps Monk solve the case pretty much because he's like a short gang of lime thieves. He puts together that it's the maids. So I definitely don't remember that side character if I'm being totally honest. But I do remember him saying that because he like climbs through this little window and the guy's like about to hit him or something. It's he's like a yeah, he's a groundskeeper. So interesting choice, guys. Starting off obscure. I like it. I don't know if this is as obscure, um, Trudy's father in the game show. Oh, no, but that's that's a really... I actually, for people who we've talked about already thus far that were, like, not needed, like Jack Monk Jr. and mm-hmm. Sr., Dwight Ellison was a very good character. They yeah. did a really good job with him. They made him, like, perfectly, like, annoyed by Monk's quirks, but yeah. not, like... Wow, this weirdo that Trudy married. Mm-hmm. Like, he loved Monk. And that yeah. was, I liked him. I really loved also the postal worker in Mr. Monk and the Sleeping Suspect. I believe his name was um, Tamir or something like that. When Monk is telling the summation, he keeps interrupting. He's comparing himself to the cops. Oh, we both wear different shades of blue, but mm-hmm. we're both for the people and all this stuff. It's really cute because he keeps like... Oh, the U.S. Postal Service was the unknowing messenger of evil. <laughs> and yeah, he's really cute. I liked him too, guys. That's a good one. From Mr. Monk is someone else, we have Lola, which of course we all remember Lola. Yeah, she was on my, she wasn't on my favorite characters, but she was on my favorite guest stars. I That was interesting that somebody chose that one because that one's kind of obscure too. Guys, you're yeah. doing good already. These like are these are, good. these are like side characters. Mm-hmm. Okay. The hot dogs are from Mr. Monk Fight City Hall. Remember they're looking for Eileen Hill? Yes, I and do remember that. He's like disgusting and the guy like drops the hot dogs on the floor and he's like, eh, pick it up, it's fine. <laughs> so it's five second roll. It's disgusting. And Mr. Monk of the Miracle, the professor, you know, yes. why is he called a professor? Cause he's- Probably because he <laughs> likes to read, Julie. <laughs> I eat books. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, This is a random one. The woman with the sundial in Mr. Monk and the captain's wife. This crazy lady who yells at Monk. 
She's like, no, touch my sundial. My son just fixed that. It's okay. Like, you guys like that lady? She's a psycho. Who put that? <laughs> I don't know. The mechanic and Mr. Monkey the UFO, which is obviously Cam from Modern Family. Boom, boom. I definitely agree with this one. Okay, Warren Beach and Mr. Monk in the Airplane. If it doesn't reach, call Warren Beach. He, of course, is played by Gary Marshall. Oh, well, my bad. We're not in guest stars yet, but that's like the best line Mm because it rhymes. Like, that's super easy to remember. But he's the guy that's sitting next to Monk who sells the extension cords. Um, Maria Shader, the clueless city councilwoman in Mr. Monk Fight City Hall. The adult. 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 (laughs) We have... Rita Bronwyn in Vacation, the lady who has absolutely no actual real police experience. Yes. And she's super funny. Do you have any real police experience? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> she's good, though. She's really good. Um, The lawyer who was with Mr. Monk when they were stuck, Garrett Price. That guy um, is funny. And he actually came back in... The man who shot Santa Claus as his lawyer, which is also really funny. Remember he's talking about like, all we need to do is get a witch on the jury, which is hate bunnies or something like this. Like some obscure thing because Monk is supposed to be like this evil guy. But yeah, so Garrett Price is really, really funny. Um, We also have the eager sanitation worker, Ronnie O'Dell, who also plays Mr. Trigger on Friends. But yeah, he's he's the guy who keeps ringing the bell. And um, what episode is this? Oh, this is on wheels because they're looking for the stolen bike mm-hmm. and they don't find the lock. They find the bike and they find the bell and he's like, bring, 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 bring. And I'm like, can you stop that? <laughs> um, Spider Runner. This isn't even like a side character. I mean, it is, but like he was a pretty main character in that episode. That's actually kind of true. That is, that actually is true. He's definitely a really big star, which yeah. again... Don't want to talk too much about the stars right now, but Spider Runner, yes, absolutely. Next, we have Randy's mom who shows up and gets married, and they're so mean about her. And Randy's like, I love my mom, but she's oh, not yeah. an attractive woman, but she's my mom. And then, like, he shows a picture of her to Monk and Sharona, and they're both like, oh, <laughs> it's, it's so mean. She was not an unattractive woman. And then you feel so bad for her when Dalton is like, you're just embarrassing yourself. Get off me and stuff. It's like, oh, it's so sad. But she finds the sheriff at the end, so that's that good. so mean. That's good. Molly from the series finale. That's that's a... That's not a side character. That's an easy one. I feel like that's the least side character on this list so far. Wait, what do you mean? Like she's a main character, or she's she's not a, she's not a not, main not even a side character, character, but she's not a side character. I when I feel of side characters, I feel like I don't know, very very few lines and like. Oh. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I guess side character could also be considered just like people who aren't main characters, but. I feel like it's more of Molly gives off a different vibe because just she's such an integral part of the episode that like, you're like, well, I guess technically, yeah, she's a side character. She's not in very much of the episode. She does only have a few lines, but it's so like about her. Like she's the, she's the big clue and she's the big deal. Mm -hmm. And she's like the punchline of the story. Yeah. So, but I got you. Um, Shelby the dog, which is... (laughs) Probably my favorite, so. <laughs> Spoilers, Noah. Come on. <laughs> okay, uh, Tommy, the toddler, obviously. Mm-hmm. A very popular one. 
the Mes- Mexican detectives, which are basically um, Mexican versions of Stottlemyre and Randy, El Capitan, and Lieutenant Plato. <laughs> lieutenant dish basically that's so funny (laughs) of course we have gladys the cleaning lady who had a restraining order against monk and ended up finding the diamond and the big reward she gladys yeah that's like least favorite side character probably that has to be like yeah gladys is pretty far down there um sheriff butterfield when monk goes to randy's farm of course i love sheriff butterfield yeah Th- I, that's my favorite Brooke Adams role. Oh, yeah. For sure. When she flirts, she spanks him. Aww. That's so cute. Oh, this is an obscure one, I think. Coach Patterson and Mr. Monk goes back to school. This is the basically the guy who bullies Monk. Remember, there's a boy in the classroom who, like, threw chalk at Monk. And so uh-huh. he's like, oh, chalk. And then Sharona's like, oh, yeah, punk. And he's like, lady, you're gonna, I'm going to get you fired. And she's like, yeah, I don't work here. <laughs> and then it turns out his dad is this coach, Patterson. Yes. And he's like, were you talking about my kid? I'm going to rough you up. And then he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then he's like, oh, well, I'm going to come at you. Expect me when you least expect me. And he's like, I don't understand that. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, expect me when you least expect me. And he's like, I don't think that's possible. I don't, how could I expect you? <laughs> and then later he finds Monk and he's like, Monk's like, he was right. I, I didn't expect him at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, guys, I'll give you that one. <laughs> that was pretty we good. had a laugh. Um, Dolly Flint from The Psychic. Yeah. That's a, that is a strange one. That is a strange one. Why would you like... I don't think I really... I like that episode, actually, quite a bit. And I don't... She's real kooky. I dislike I'm, Well, her. she's also a fraud. Like, she's yeah. a fraud and she knows she's a fraud. And cool she's... she was, like, actually a psychic. And I understand that, but... Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting one. Scott Gregoria, the baseball player in the ball game. Which, right? He's the one that teaches Benji, like, help. Mm-hmm. H-E-L-P. And then he's like, mnemonic device. Girls can't eat 15 pizzas. Boom, mind blown. So yeah, he was he was a nice guy. He was pretty vanilla though. Yeah. I Natalie could have ended up with him instead of Steven, to be honest. Like they're basically the same person. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Uh, so in which one even is Cried it? Wolf. Oh, in the in the girl cried wolf. Um Sharona quits. Shocker. And the nurse, Varla, is literally the best part about that entire episode. What did she even say? My eyes are up here. <laughs> that's that's definitely her most famous line, for sure. <laughs> I can't remember what else she says. And then we also have the man with the pipe in the head in Mr. Monk and the Twelfth Man. And he's the guy who's like, sit, 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 sit. Oh, yeah. I don't get many visitors. <laughs> and they're just like looking at him like, oh my gosh. And one's like, it's weird not being the the most crazy person in the room or something like that. It's, it's kind of mean. But um, Kevin's aunt from when Kevin dies. Yeah. But it's so funny because they're like the exact same person and their entire family talks like Kevin. <laughs> what did she say? They're just like, I don't even remember. But I remember Natalie just being like. Oh, I'm uh, thirsty. I, for- yeah. I forgot I'm thirsty. Like, <laughs> forgot you're thirsty? Yeah, it's been a long day or something. Because the lady can't... Oh, oh, oh. She's like, I used to talk with Kevin every Tuesday. 
for the past 10 years. Well, except for one Tuesday. One time we had to make it a Sunday. I went on a cruise with my Mahjong group. And then we would talk about this. And, oh, well, you know what? There was also a Monday. We didn't, One time the phone line was dead and we had to move it to Monday. <laughs> like, Natalie's like, holy crap, this lady's psycho. She's just like, Kevin. <laughs> That's a good one, guys. That was obscure, too. I like that. Okay, we have Frady Cop, of course, from... Mr. Monk and the Billionaire Mugger. Two people said that. Oh. Yep. Two people said this next one. Murderous, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't love murderous? Oh, two people said this one. Mrs. Ling. And I think that's the 12th man also. Which, now that I'm saying it, 12th man has like a lot going for it. And I don't like that episode. But anyway, Mrs. Ling is the one that is the dry cleaner who sewed the buttons a certain way. And she's like, that's my style. And then they figure out that, like, they went to the same dry cleaner because the criminal had a button, like, sewn or something like that. That was, like, same the same as Monk's. But, yeah. So, Mrs. Ling. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Two for this. Benji Fleming. I low. Really? I was surprised. I was like, oh, my gosh. Thank you. Somebody. Because think the, they could have said any side character. And you'll know, guys, whenever we keep going down the list. So... I actually, I asked this question and a lot of people said these ma- more main characters that I don't know if you'd consider them side characters, yeah, more like re- more, yeah. reoccurring characters. So we pretty much went through all the side characters, um, but the ones with the most votes were obviously ones that kept showing up. Mm-hmm. So I just left them in. Yeah. But with that in mind, two people voting for Benji out of all these other characters, I was like, oh, wow, I was actually impressed. Um, I guess I'll say this next one. Because I'm just so excited. Uh-huh. Julie beat Benji with three people saying Julie Teeger. Well, see, the Benji was played by literally two different people. Like, there's some people who are just like, I don't like Benji. He wasn't even played by the same actor. It kept going back and forth. I was like, I don't like Benji for that. But that's not true, though. It didn't go back and forth. Like, it did, but it didn't. Kane Rashad was in the pilot. And then they chose a different actor because of their location. So then they had Max Burrow? Barrow? For the first season, and then Kane came back because I just don't have a connection with Benji Fleming. I don't know what it is. I, I oh don't no, have I the don't... same little brother like yeah. feelings toward him. Well, yeah, the the Benji, what's wrong? That kid, that's not Kane or Shot. I don't have a connection to that kid at all. Mm-hmm. I I like Kane. Like, I mean, obviously, because we know him. Like, yeah, we're friends. We're like, we're like best we're friends. actual bros, you know. Mm-hmm. What's up? But no, but seriously, like all the episodes that are like pretty good in season two, are he's in those. King. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, next with three votes tying with Julie Teeger is Ambrose Monk. Wow, that's actually kind of shocking. I thought Ambrose was gonna be at the top, guys. I'm not gonna lie to you. Really? Not gonna lie. Well, I mean, he does only have like two episodes. That's that's still yeah. pretty good. That that's actually very true. That's facts. <laughs> um, Doctor Kroger, four votes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's not even like that much of a side character, but you guys voted for it. So. Uh, and I will say, like, I don't not, I don't think it's a spoiler. Doctor Bell's not on here. Oh. Yeah. Shade. Yeah. So, with seven votes, Marcy Maven. Wow. I would consider that a side character. I would consider that a major W because that's like the most side character-y one out of these top people. I mean, I, I you could say Ambrose. Like, they both had two appearances. Mm-hmm. All the other people had more. So, 
Harold Crenshaw with eight votes. Mm. That's that's decent. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, it's understandable. Who doesn't love Harold? Guys, with 14 votes, the most, number one, is Kevin Dorfman. Wow. I do not like Kevin. What? Are you serious? I just don't like... I do like Kevin. Let me rephrase that. I don't... He's annoying sometimes, okay? It's like one of those things where, like, if so many people are going to say it, you're like, okay, guys, calm down. Exactly. It makes you go, like, I don't even like you Kevin. You guys are you're just... like, okay, fine, I like yeah, him, but, yeah. like, not 14 votes worth. He's a little overhyped, I'd say. Like, he's definitely a good, like, four. 14? That's crazy. I That feel almost doubles number two. Like, I don't think that Kevin, honestly, is on my personal one. But I feel like Kevin probably is so liked, or at least for me personally, is he makes Monk look normal and he annoys the crap out of Monk. Yes. And Monk is always the one that's doing that to other people. And so like, and we're, we as the audience, we're used to Monk, you know, like we're like, oh, he's just Monk being Monk. He's funny. And Kevin is like, oh my God. Like you feel tortured by Kevin. And so he's funny because of that. Monk, it's like Monk has met his match in the annoying department. He's yes. Like, oh my God. So that's, yeah, I feel that's like true. that's kind of the, maybe the reason, I don't know. But onto our personal. So some that you guys didn't mention is the real leper. Okay. Right? The one that Natalie kisses, her real leper. Um, Malcolm O'Dwyer in Lotto Fever. The kooky guy who is the, oh! like... He has all the things on his wall. And he's like, how many times have you won or whatever? And he's like, all time or this year? And he's like, how about all time? He's like, zero. (laughs) And then he dies and he gets murdered. And then I don't like that episode because of it. And they're like, do you have a pair of scissors? And he's like, do I have a pair of scissors? Of course. And they're like little safety scissors. (laughs) Okay, this guy's weird. We have Gail Fleming. That's pretty good. And Mrs. Fleming, Sharona's mom. What is she in? Uh, they're both in the theater, mm-hmm. and Gail is also in the earthquake. Yes. Okay. So, and I mean, Miss Fleming, like she, she's real spunky too. Like you can kind of see where Gail and Shrona, and Shrona get their yeah. their stuff. We have lovely Rita, which is in. I th- oh, it's in the birds and the bees, because they're trying to figure out like why'd the lady go downstairs without her slippers? And she's like, what? She didn't really go downstairs because she was cold. She went down because she wanted a piece of chocolate cake. And they're like. Okay, and she's this hooker that's just sitting uh, in the police oh, station yes. that's just like telling these things mm-hmm. like, well, what about this? And they're like, huh, that's a good point. Who are you? She's like, they call oh, me lovely Rita. That is so funny. I remember her. Is she like something else? She play. I mean, in Monk, she is someone else. She, it, her name's Gail O'Grady and she played the, like, she's not evil, I guess. She has an affair on her husband, but in the pilot episode... So she played two characters on Monk, but... She played someone in the pilot episode? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Huh. That and is... she's like all buttoned up like lady, rich lady, and then this one she's a hooker. <laughs> of course we have Gilson. Oh my god. If, the Michelangelo of laboratories. Exactly. <laughs> we have John Worcester, who is uh, played by Kevin Nealon in The Asylum. The guy who takes on everyone else's personalities. Uh, He's really good. He's really good. Yes. Of course, we have Samuel in The Foreign Man. Uh-huh. Samuel Wingaya. Okay, so this is where it got kind of 
tricky because, right, like we talked like side characters and then you guys voted a lot on like more reoccurring characters. So if we're going with reoccurring characters, my number one is Harold Crenshaw. Dadoy. So that's, I mean, I so I guess I could have chose like Dr. Kroger, Belle, Julie, Benji, Harold, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... My, I, I did an honorable mention side character because I had to say this one, which is the vampire in the hundredth case. I oh die my every time. God, that is so funny. I die every single time. He's <laughs> like, hey, it's the late <laughs> Like, it's so bad. Oh my God. You must think I'm a freak. Oh my God. I can't believe I said that. I don't oh really drink God. blood, right? Okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's that is definitely an honorable mention. And then again, if I have to go side character, it's like side character mixed with reoccurring, and it's Marcy Maven. Oh, that's good. So one. I mean, she's shooting from that perspective. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Noah, who are your favorite side characters? Okay, so I guess I'll go. I have I have three honorable mentions okay. that I chose of okay. like the more random ones. Okay. Um, the kids from camping. Yeah. I loved every single one of them. Yeah. Um, Shelby the dog. Yeah. And inspector number eight. Ooh, inspector number eight. Good catch, <laughs> Noah. Good catch. I do love inspector number eight. Um, and I guess for my favorite, like, actual side character, of course, Julie Teeger. Okay. Uh, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I do love some Julie action. That's <laughs> that's true. You do. You do. Okay, guys. That was a great segment. Let's move on to favorite guest star. Okay. okay. So we have Tim Curry, who played Dale the Whale. And w- well, see, and I was mistaken, right? We talked about this last time, which was you were like, well, he was in like five or six episodes, and I was corrected on Facebook. So I said something. I thought Tim Curry played him more. So Tim Curry actually is the one that's in Manhattan. And and a lot of people, I would say, think that Tim Curry was the best Dale the Whale. But, I mean, I think he's disgusting. (laughs) So, I I mean, it's kind of hard. I would say the most disgusting is Tim Curry, in my opinion. The other ones don't, they don't look as, like, scary in the face. Tim Curry does a good job of. Did any other of them get on the list? I don't think so. That's pretty good yeah that's true yeah that's true <laughs> next up we have brad garrett who plays honest jake mm-hmm. in mr buck by the house i don't like this we've never liked this episode yeah not really i mean i think he does a good job honestly mm-hmm. but i mean and he, yeah i mean i think he does a good job i think he's pretty funny just the whole episode lacks i mean i don't it's know just a little less he, he definitely he definitely i think he helped the content of this episode Oh, I would say yeah. if it was played by someone else or someone lesser known, then it would have been even worse of an episode. Mm-hmm. Like at least you, like even if you don't know who Brad Garrett is, you could kind of tell he was supposed to be a good get, like yeah. a famous person because he was in it a lot. So I definitely think that he helped it. So I'll give him points for that. Uh, we talked about her already, Polly Draper, who played Rita Bronwyn in Vacation. So of course, excellent character. And she did an excellent job. I think when Savannah was on here, she said she actually shipped them. E. I thought I didn't I actually didn't hate it. It was one of those things though that he was like annoyed by her too. Uh-huh. And all her like movie references. 
And like she like does the sting thing where she like flicks her nose and he's like, like I don't I don't get it. <laughs> She's like, you go high, I go low, you go walk in together, and he's like, I don't. You just tell me the plan. Um, Michael Weston, Morris of Morris and Ronnie, in Employee of the Month. Yeah, he's like, dude, it wasn't even loaded. <laughs> give me the gun. Give me the ammo. Give me the ammo. Fine, dude. He's like. And then Ronnie is the one that's like, dude, it wasn't even loaded. I'm pretty sure that's him. I know Michael Weston from House. He's in on a, a, uh, some other stuff too, but I know him best from House. Um, next is Nestor Carbonell plays Dalton Padrone in Mr. Monk Gets Married. I think he does a good job as well. I mean, being mean to Randy's mom, he's a jerk. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he put like he does. He has his plan. And he goes through with it and he keeps, you know, Randy's mom on a string. I think he had a good performance for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Howie Mandel. This actually had two votes. Yep. Which, I mean, I can understand it. Howie Mandel, pretty insanely famous. Yeah, that's true. He played the father on Mr. Muck and the Colt. Yeah, joins a Colt. Joins yeah. a Colt. Yep. We have Andy Richter who played Hal Tucker in Makes a Friend. Um, John Favreau who plays the dentist. Not a good episode, but I do like John Favreau. Yeah, I don't, I don't, that's one of those things is like, do you feel bad for John Favreau because he got a crappy episode or did he assist in the crappiness of the episode? For real though, yeah. Like, I'm not sure, like I, maybe that just wasn't the right maybe role for fault. him. You can maybe think of the hospital in the same way. Like if the hospital character was played by somebody else, it would have been better. I don't know. That sounds kind of harsh, but just, just trying to dissect it a little bit, maybe, you know. That's part of the issue. Next is Alfred Molina, who plays Peter Magniri in The Naked Man. Mm-hmm. And he was actually one of the people on the short list to play Adrian Monk when it first began. It was between him and between him and somebody else on this list. Huh. So. Okay. Um, Kevin Nealon. Yes. Who he, uh, he plays. What is it? I, the asylum? Not the. Yes. Yeah, 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 Mr. Yeah. Monk the asylum mm-hmm. and he plays the guy who copies everyone yep i i love that guy he's so funny he like whenever they're in the session he like crosses his legs like <laughs> dr lancaster it's like how does that make you feel he's like let me ask you the questions how does that make you feel <laughs> he's really good he's like oh yeah i just got here and he's like a hamper full of laundry and he's like monk's like yeah this guy's nuts okay next we have evan peters who plays the Young genius on Mr. Monk and the Genius. Like, he's the kid chess player who plays Julie for, like, seven bucks or something. And then he, like, flirts with her. Oh, yeah, he's a geep. Aww. He's a geep. He's the geep. Yep. Oh, my gosh. A lot of these people are so famous. I know, right? That's crazy. Real, that Monk yeah. has this many people. Angela Kinsey, who is, of course, on The Office. She plays a villain. She's not. She doesn't have a very major role. Her name is Arlene Boris. Like, could you pick a more boring name than Boris? Oh, <laughs> Arlene so Boris. That's so terrible, Angela. <laughs> that stinks. We also have Tamlin Tomit. Tomit, and she's the one that plays the city councilwoman in Fight City Hall. Remember, she was that weird one that I had seen like on Will and Grace, like the day before we watched this episode, and then she was like. A the girlfriend of Steve Valentine, oh, who was like yes. in that episode, and the two episodes were back to back on Monk. I was like, "What the yes. heck?" That's that lady. Yeah. Huh. Um. Corn. The band. 
Yeah. Which is in Mr. Monk is stuck in traffic. Yep. Two people said corn. That's... Can you believe that? That's kind of crazy. Guys, you know we asked for your favorite guest stars, right? Not like... <laughs> Most obscure guest star. <laughs> People said corn. I was my, I'm sorry. My, that was rude. My, my mind is just blown. I'm like, what? Okay. Next is Meatloaf, which he was in The Voodoo Curse. Of course, he played the Reverend Jorgensen. Um, Jason Alexander, who is the other detective. And, I mean, he's just so funny. Who did, who, what's his name? George Costanza on I, Seinfeld? Is that his name? It's George. George. I don't remember his last name. Yeah, I think that's his last name. Next is Steve Valentine, who we just discussed, who plays the magician, uh, the gr- the great Torini, and Mr. Monk and the magician. Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. The the judge. The judge. <laughs> yeah. We have Richard Schiff, who plays the hypnotist, and Mr. Monk gets hypnotized. Um, Steve Zahn, who he's the other brother. Yep. And he's the father from Darvumpy Kid. Yes, he totally is. Yep, he's also in national security. He got three votes. That's pretty good. Um, we have David Rash, who plays the school bully, which we talked about already in Back to School. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny Trejo, who has two votes. We already talked about him. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Spider. Spider. I was going to say Sorry. Skull. I was trying to say Skull. Spider Rudner. And then we have Daniel Stern, who played the sheriff in the UFO. Oh, uh, okay. Who is the voice of the Wonder Years? I almost said Wonderkins. What? What is that? Isn't that like cartoon or something? It's like the little hamsters, I think, or something oh. like that. Wonder Years. There you go. <laughs> um, Alice Cooper from, of course, the Alice Cooper Theory. Yes, <laughs> in the Garbage Strike. He yep. Three votes. Three votes. That's crazy. for his fake for his summation cameo. That is such a good cameo, though. You it, have to admit, it was. He's so creepy. Oh my gosh, he's so creepy. <laughs> of course, we said before, Gary Marshall, he had also three votes who played Warren Beach. If it doesn't reach, call Warren Beach. Oh. In the airplane. Enrico Colantoni, who plays Joe Christie. Who voted for that? What is what is Enrico Colantoni he, famous for? I know him from Veronica Mars. He's Veronica Mars' dad in like every single episode. Huh. Yeah. So he's in other stuff too. I actually, I recognized him before I started watching... Veronica Mars, but that's definitely the thing that he was on every episode. So now that's what I know him from. Yeah. But I knew him sense. before that, if that makes sense. So um, we have Andrew McCarthy, which I'm surprised more people didn't say this one because I didn't know that this person was famous. It makes sense now because people love this guy. He is the villain. He plays Derek Philby in Mr. Monk Goes Back to School. Like he's the, he's the, he's oh. the guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sharon Lawrence, who is the bad girlfriend. Yep. What is she famous for? Her credit was NYPD Blue. That's what I saw. Was the main one. Yeah. I've seen her in something else that we haven't gotten to yet. Oh. On something that we watch. Spoilers. No. One Tree Hill? Maybe. <laughs> I feel like that's the only... Thing that we watch. Oh, <laughs> uh, we've been known to watch the circle. flea market flip and flea market flip <laughs> and the circle. Oh, the circle. No, yeah, she's in One Tree Hill a little bit later. So what? Yeah, we have Jeffrey Dean Morgan who played the killer in Manhattan. I have no clue who that is. I mean, I know who the killer in Manhattan is. He's the guy that killed his wife and switched the coats and all of that. But I do not know who Jeffrey Dean Morgan is. Oh 
My God. Okay, well, Rachel Dratch, I have been looking for this person for you to know how long. Whenever they need someone in the show 30 Rock to do just something random, Mm -hmm. she's the person. And so you see her like eight, ten times just as a different person every time. And like she's like a crazy cat lady. She's like a janitor. There's like this one episode where he just sees a blue person and it's her painted blue. And she just follows him around. It's so weird. And I've been looking. She never has a credit. And I always look for her. And I can never find her. And I am so thankful for you finding her. Okay, well, she plays Julie Parlow in Mr. Monk and the Missing Granny. Remember, she's the one with the... She's the one with the granny who, like, she's, like, being a lawyer. And she's a really terrible lawyer. And she tries to help Monk get reinstated. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, a total idiot. So, yeah. She's she's an idiot. Oh. Yeah. And I can definitely see her being on 30 Rock. Because she was SNL and all those people from SNL. Yeah. So that makes total sense. Um, you said you've been watching 30 Rock. You you told me you recognize a bunch of people from Monk, right? Or a yes, few. Yes, yeah. a few. Um, I'm pretty sure Andy Richter was on it. That makes sense as well. Yeah. Um, And one more person. I don't remember. But it's just been so... There's been just like... So many people that I've been like, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Like, you're finally like, because you're always like, oh, this person's so famous. How do you not know them? Mm-hmm. And now I see them. I'm like, oh, my God, that person's so famous. Yeah. I've been watching Desperate Housewives. I was trying to see if any of these people had showed up. I think on this list so far, just Danny Trejo. Oh, no. Sharon Lawrence was on there. Huh. She had a big part. <laughs> Really? Well, I mean, not not a huge part. I mean, I'm she was sure you told me she was a that. side character for a while. She was a lady of the night. And she also that. was a lady of the night in the in community. <laughs> yeah. Cuz she was what's his name? What's his name? Pearson? No. What's the old guy's name in community? Uh Chevy Chase. Um Chevy Chase. Um Pierce. Pierce. I Pierce said Pearson. Born. I was really close. We were really close. Oh, yeah. Who's more of a fan? She's the... Come on. Pia. Just kidding. I got it wrong. What's it called? Escort. Escort. Yep, that's boom, it. Boom, boom, yeah, this. Yeah, this lady is like a, a a lady of the night. I don't know how else to say that. PG style. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so she was on Desperate Housewives also. And then I see somebody else who was on Desperate Housewives, which is Billy Gardell, who is... He has five votes, guys. Holy five shit. votes for your guy's favorite guest star. He is the guy from the he's the guy with the nail in the head. Oh yeah. And he's from Mike and Molly is what he is like the most well known for now. But he definitely he was just on an episode of Desperate Housewives I watched like yes yesterday. He played huh. a cop. Okay. Um John Carroll Lynch, who is the vacuum guy in Happy Birthday. Yep, and he's the one that was in Big Sky recently that I saw. Yep. And then we're into the people voting. So, like I said, Billy Gardell had five votes. Next, with six votes, is John Turturro. Okay. I could see that. Is that more or less than his, what's it called, votes? Let's see. For Am- Oh, no, for Ambrose, he only had three votes. But as John Turturro, he's he had more six. Famous. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that makes sense also. Um, Gina Rollins, she had seven votes, and she's the lady next door. 
Yes, the lady next door. I was very surprised by this one as well, guys. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but I also, I'm biased. I don't really like the episode. But people seem why. to love Gina Rollins. I mean, she did a good job. Honestly, the most hurtful thing is when he's mean to her. She doesn't really do yeah. anything wrong. He, she she literally is not the killer. And Monk treats her like it. Mm-hmm. And then she gets mad and all that. So... But anyways, so next with eight votes is Sarah Silverman. Okay, okay, Marcy Maven. That um, makes sense. Nine votes, Brooke Adams. Yep. I mean, she had like four roles, so I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, I think she had four or five. Airplane, Cat Lady, Violinist Mom, Sheriff Butterfield. I thought she had one more in there, but maybe not. Maybe she did just have four. Maybe she just has another appearance as the airplane lady mm-hmm. in Hunter's case. So that yeah. makes sense. Next, we have Stanley Tucci, who is the other person I mentioned earlier, who was on the short list for playing Adrian Monk. So it was Stanley Tucci, Alfred Molina, and Tony Shalhoub. And Stanley Tucci had nine votes for Mr. Monk and the actor. Oh, okay. Which is interesting. That is pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, Willie Nelson, the redhead stranger. Ten votes. Ten votes, guys, for Willie Nelson. That's pretty good. That is, that. I mean, that's a big get. That's a big get. I won't lie. Niecy Nash also has ten votes, and she's the actress who plays Varla Davis. Really? Yes. That is such a minuscule role. Isn't it? And it has ten votes. For Niecy Nash. Not for Varla. She almost. For Niecy Nash. She almost doubled literally John Turturro. That is that crazy. Is, that is insane. That is crazy. Um, number eleven. This is the last one. This is, this is the last number, one. Number, this number is one. one. Snoop Dogg. Yep. Or murderous. Murderous. I, mean, I kind of predicted this, but at the same time. Yeah. Well, yeah. Usually, when you put a poll up and say favorite guest stars, people instantly go Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Like those are the biggest, are the biggest stars names. that you can think of. So it definitely makes sense that they're like one. One and two. Niecy Nash, though, that is impressive. That is that is very impressive. That is a dedicated fan base right there. <laughs> okay, so my personal. Okay, we have Sean Astin, who's Paul Buchanan in At Your Service. Okay. Donald's boy really wrestling you around. <laughs> you know, I love that. That's my favorite. <laughs> That's my favorite impression besides, yes, we did it. <laughs> Oh. My eyes are up here. <laughs> My eyes. <laughs> we have Jane Lynch, who did a great job playing the therapist and gets married. Jane Lynch is a good one. Yeah, and she's like, I can't help notice that Sharona's sleeping in a pub tent on the floor. <laughs> While your late life Trudy has a picture on the mantle, a place of honor. <laughs> it's so funny. I want you to give each other the biggest kiss, and I want you to say everything that you mean in this one kiss. <laughs> They kiss and they're like it was super awkward and she's like that was beautiful <laughs> okay we also have sarah silverman of course of course of course my honorable mention i don't know i think i have to be real with myself my honorable mention is sarah silverman i had it as eric mccormick from the hundredth case but you just can't deny sarah silverman's brilliance and so i definitely am going to give her honorable mention and then my favorite guest star of all time has to be John Turturro. I know it's it, it's not it's not an unpopular opinion, 
but he he did still rank what one two three four five six seven eighth eighth on the list and i put him as my number one i think john Turturro, the actor is i mean he makes monk i mean he makes ambrose like he makes that role yeah for sure and then ambrose the character in the show is amazing so i was like i have to give it to both you know like mm-hmm. what he did for the series and that's a tiny little role what he did amazing acting amazing it's, i mean it's easily like a top five episode and it's pretty much all due to him yeah pretty much yeah you think of the episode you're not like oh the plot's amazing it's john Turturro. it's ambrose yeah that's true he carries that he is carries. very true Yep. Um, I I guess I'll just say my number one, or I guess I can say my number one in my honorable mention. Okay. Um, uh, my honorable mention, Mako, who is in Mr. Buck and the Cobra. Okay. And he died. Mm-hmm. In I don't even remember two thousand. Has it been that long? Was it has it been a year since he died? Yes, it has. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. He died. He died in July. He died in 2006. Oh, wow. That is quite a... Oh, yes. He played um, General Iroh on uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. And, I mean, it's like the best character on that show. Mm-hmm. And he really rocked that role. And my number one, I, get, I was clowning on you for choosing um, Sarah Silverman since she's basic, but... Uh, Snoop Dogg, come on. Oh. <laughs> come on. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, he is, he's, he definitely is good. I mean, if you don't like that episode, I could see that he's definitely not on your list, but. Snoop Dogg. He's murderous. He is murderous. He owns that role. Oh yeah. my God. He owns, he literally is. Such murder. Oh my god, I love And that if I had thing. one question that I could ask would be Did he write did, did the writers write his summation or did he have any type of hand that in would be amazing if he did rhyming it? I mean I would assume I would assume that he didn't just because yeah. it had to do with the with the plot, uh-huh. right? Like the clever Daylight Savings Time and all of that. Yeah. That they wrote that. Like, he didn't come up with the plot. Uh-huh. So, but, I mean, he he did the thing. Like, he wrapped it, you know. I can't imagine you don't put your own styling or beat, you know. Maybe they, like, I don't know. I would just, I would love to know exactly, like, all these, you know, writers and the writers and being like, you know, maybe it's like this, <laughs> you know, or like yes. Snoop, like, hang on, no, 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 just give me the lyrics that you want me to say. I got this. Yeah. Like, you know, I just want to know. I really do. So that's a good choice, Noah. Okay, guys. Ooh, my God, turn on. Go, go, go. Junk time. Welcome back to my favorite time of years of the show where it's the last. Junk time. It is the last junk time, guys. Okay, I don't want to get misty-eyed, but I might because this is where you guys reached out to us and all the things. So I probably will. Don't start now. Okay, first, first, let's try the shortbread cookies. Let's try them. Surprisingly tasty. Tasty. Very semenemony. Semenemony? Semenemony. This is... It's just like graham crackers. Mm, mm-hmm. That's mm. a good point. 
I'm gonna dip these, not right now because I don't have any, but rice milk. Smart. Smart. So with junk food in mind, let's figure out what our favorite junk junk food of all time is. Oh yeah. Okay, favorite junk food of all time that we have eaten on the show. Okay, I did condense the season eight, seven, and six because we did choose out of those ones, but we never chose anything out of season five or four. So I'm just interested to see, you know, if we can okay. come up with. And then we'll have to choose our favorite out of all the seasons. So in season eight, I had as my favorite and honorable mention was Brom Sticky Bun Shake and Pasta Fita Hot Wings. Oh. I, what if put your hands together? Like, what if you had both of those things at the same time? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, for my um favorite junk and honorable mention, I had Paleo Blondies and Raisin Canes. Put your Those hands together. <laughs> That's a friend's reference. Sorry, guys. It's pretty good. Um, the season seven for me was Tres Leches Cake. Oh, that was from Walmart. That was amazing. I don't know what was up with that. Tres Leches Cake or BLTs. That was good. And oh, then my BLTs favorite was the fettuccine and ham sliders. You, I never know why you like those. I think your mom made those for us. They were like super random. They were like from Thanksgiving or something, and they had ham and fettuccine Alfredo on them. E- it was e- really good. Um, my season seven is kind of like, ugh. Um, the banquet and Lean Cuisine microwavable meals. I, I remember when we did that and now I kind of want one. <laughs> That's, I was like, wait, are you about to dog on me? Because you were like, this is the best thing I've ever tasted. Because we did versus, banquet versus Lean Cuisine. They were both and so I liked good. yours better, the Lean Cuisine. It was like some type of Asian food. Uh-huh. And then yours, mine, that you liked was like chicken food. And yeah, like mac and cheese. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I wanted so. And we swapped. It was funny. Season six for me was uh, Aunt Lessie's. No, Aunt Lessie's Nut Crunch, which was really good. It's like peanut brittle and it had chocolate and nuts and stuff in it. And then the one we were surprised by was the campfire marshmallows. Those big fluffy marshmallows that we were like, we thought they were just going to be like, eh, we're just eating marshmallows, and we were both like eating entire marshmallows uh-huh. that were like as big as our hand um and then my favorite was pop tart bites oh that's good that's good yeah. um my honorable mention for season six was cloud bread oh my god i remember when we made that <laughs> that was so good it was fun that was uh, fun um and then my number one was syrian donuts i remember when you made that that was so good yeah with the homemade icing and all of that mm. those were dense those were dense those were really dense Okay, so real quick, season five, we'll just go back and forth because I'm honestly, this is just a giant list. I'm not sure who ate what. I, I think yours is that I'm one. I'm guessing <laughs> that's mine, yeah. Um, rice and soy sauce. Pop-Tarts. Mini Twix. Frosted Flakes and Cheerios. Graham Crackers. Lone Star Trash. Oh, that's good. Pepsi-Cola. White Trash. That's also good. Uh, pineapple Lemonade Popsicle. Cookie Dough Overload. Candy Cigarettes. Mixed nuts with Nutella. Ruffles and classic Lay's. Sweet and spicy pecans. Cookies and cream protein bar. <laughs> that was mine. <laughs> that was disgusting. <laughs> Stale Oreos. <laughs> that was yours. <laughs> Limon pepino. <laughs> Limon pepino. <laughs> that had to be our most fun junk ever. <laughs> Sour cream and onion chips. Brownies freshly baked by Toby. Coffee gummy bears. Baby Bell cheese with wax figures. Chiobani flip cookies and cream yogurt. Lemon pie. Oreos. 
Flaming Hot Cheetos. And Pez. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Season five, I'm thinking off the top of my head, favorite? White Trash for me. That is such a solid one. And if you guys don't remember, that's like Chex Mix that has like white almond bark, which is like kind of like white chocolate. And then you put powdered sugar on top, which I didn't make that one, but I have made it before for a baby shower. And I was like, killed it. This is a pretty, like, I don't know list. Like, this is pretty weak. Well, yeah. I mean, we all, we got better for sure. Like, we were like, oh yeah, we need to get good stuff. Like before we were just like, oh yeah, junk food. And we just grab whatever. But Mm -hmm. the later seasons, we made more of an effort, which I think is partially why we chose favorites, you know? We have like whole meals for our yeah. season eight. Mine is just raising canes for season eight. This is like just cereal. <laughs> I I like the baby bill cheese. You do like the baby bill cheese. And then cheese. we got to make little wax things. That was so much fun. Yeah, that's true. You did make little wax figures. <laughs> yep. And then I, I mean, there was several things that I tried for the first time. Chobani flip. I was mind blown. I'd never. You've never had a Chobani flip before? Well, I did then. That's... Yeah, but. You, you had to teach me how to eat it because I was like, oh, this shit. And you were like, yeah, you just do this. And I was like, what? Flip the, the toppings into the yogurt oh, and yeah. mix. Yeah. So I, good. Those are so good. That's true. Of course, lemon pepino. <laughs> you said it was disgusting. You remember what that was, right? I don't remember what that You don't was. remember? It was Gatorade. Oh, my God. Was it the cucumber Gatorade? I think so. I think that's what it was. Ew. That was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking about that the other day on how nobody would ever buy that twice. <laughs> I think, okay, you have a lemon pepino, washing that down, a cookies and cream protein bar. Oh my God, I would throw up. <laughs> I didn't realize that those were protein bars were like workout bars. It was just a big old dense cookies. It was disgusting. Blech. I guess there are dads because that was, I was like, who would eat this but a brawny man who's like, must eat and work out. <laughs> like, no one eats this for a normal thing. It was it was really gross. Okay, so. I guess I'll I'll lock in baby bell cheese. Okay, I'm going to lock in the white trash. Okay, season four, we have pumpkin spice yogurt pretzels. Lucky Charms. Ooh. Tutti Fruity Popcorn. That's a good one. Uh, spicy Crunchy Roll. Ooh, the sushi. Smashmallows. Ooh. Baked Cheetos. Valentine sprinkle cookies. Rice and water. I wonder who that was. <laughs> Graham crackers. Vitamin gummy worms. Taco Casa burrito. Little bites muffins. Mm. Sponge marshmallow cookies. Pirate's booty. Sprinkle circus cookies. Soda and a cheese stick. And two muffins with rice. <laughs> and two muffins and rice with soy sauce. Blueberry muffins. Socket to me cake. Cereal and goldfish in a Ziploc bag in Austin. <laughs> and for our first episode, I love this so much. Birthday cake soda. And gluten-free off-brand Oreos. <laughs> I didn't realize they were gluten-free. I don't remember them. I, did, I, didn't re- I had to listen to the episodes back to hear them because I never wrote them down. And I was like, and I have gluten-free. And I didn't know if we could say uh, Oreos, like the name Oreos. I was like, can we, can we, say, can we say the brand name? I was like, it's like America's favorite cookie. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, we threw that out the window. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, I definitely, for the first time, tried Smashmallows. Those were weird. Oh, yeah. One of them was good and one of them was bad. Oh, yes, because there was like the churro one 
We have never gotten Smash Mouth since that. Mm-mm. They were they were not that bad though. This definitely is thinking? a weak sauce list. I didn't think so. Oh I feel really? Like mine were like. I have well, you had life. a whole meal: soda, cheesecake, two muffins, and rice with that's soy sauce. Crazy! I remember that too. <laughs> I was so proud of that. I have like two that uh, were just really good. See, I have two that I feel I don't know. I don't necessarily remember them being amazing. I don't like. I don't remember the tasting them honestly. Which is spicy, crunchy roll and taco casa burrito. The more I think about this meal that I'm thinking in my mind, I want it. The more I'm like. See, and I want a taco casa burrito, but I can't imagine that I didn't like a spicy crunchy roll sushi. So, just to be exotic, I'll go with spicy crunchy roll. Okay, that's understandable. And I'm gonna, I have to, birthday cake soda. Oh, okay. First ever episode. Nice. I would go with my gluten-free Oreos, but they weren't quite stale enough. So, it was like, whatever, you know? Yeah. Okay, so season four for me, spicy crunchy roll. Season five is white trash. Season six was Pop Tart Bites. Season seven was Fettuccine and Ham Slider. Season eight was Brahms Tiki Bun Shake. Wow. Hmm. It's pretty solid. Um, oh, I have to pick my favorite one of all time. Yeah. My season four is a birthday cake soda. My season five. What did I choose for season five? Oh, Baby Bell Cheese. <laughs> That's pretty good. Season six, Syrian Donuts. Season seven, um, Microwaveable Meals. Season eight, Paleo Blondies. I think I know which one I'm choosing. Ooh, I think I know which one I'm choosing. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Okay, I, th- I think I know. Mine is from season seven, Fettuccine and Ham Sliders. I love a savory dish. I love, right now? I love Thanksgiving leftovers. That's like one of my favorite things. And I don't I think the Fettuccine was on the Ham Sliders, but I think... It was a ham slider and it was served with fettuccine Alfredo and it was very good. It was Ew. very It was very good. Okay, no, what about you? I got to go paleo blondies. Okay. I have to. <laughs> Dang. Oh my god, I would do anything to taste those paleo blondies straight from the oven one more time. I mean, if I'm being totally honest, I actually brought a bag. No, you did not. I did, but the problem is is that you're supposed to use almond butter. The almond butter you guys have has sugar in it. Yeah. I we can like, go to the store. We can buy some. I want it so bad. Okay. Well, wait, what was your least favorite? I think yet. I know. Oh, I just realized what wasn't on here was any of our Asian food stuff that I had gotten at the <gasps> that, the mm. lychee and all. That stuff was weird. That stuff was I was really thinking weird. of ba- worst tasting stuff. Oh. <laughs> that funny. was like a good solid group of bad tasting stuff. That's so true. <laughs> the lychee drink wasn't that bad. The, the lychee thing. drink, I think, was the least bad thing. But the other two things were... Pre- was One was mochi. Well, and then the other good. one was Cheetos. There's some type of Asian Cheetos that were oh, not good. Yes. Least favorite? The wisps were pretty bad last season. Oh my god, yes. They, so they good. were pretty bad. However, inedible, like, could not eat... Would It has to be the cookies and cream protein bar. Yeah, that's what like, I was I, I couldn't. I couldn't eat that. Like, you, it was like... That's what I'm saying. It was made for, like, a man who's like, I eat 12 raw eggs a day. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, to you, that would taste good. <laughs> exactly. Kudos, man. That's funny. Oh, uh, my, my least favorite is... Ooh, I cringe thinking about it. Cucumber Gatorade. Who thought that was a good idea? Lemon pepino. Who thought lemon, lemon pepino lemon was pepino. good? Lemon pepino. Uh, please. 
I don't want to ever have to drink that again. Ugh. I will say, let's give a quick shout out to Toby, though. Let's, can we give him a round of applause? Why? <laughs> because, I mean, as much as he's annoying, we hate him and all that stuff. He, he made us a lot of food. He did make us a lot of food. <laughs> and a lot of good food. I mean, a lot of stuff we're like, oh, we had s'mores, we had brownies, we had cookies, we had blondies. Like, Toby made us lots of stuff. And so. he, like, and he delivered stuff up for us, delivered us stuff. Yeah. So, you know, some thanks, of the Toby. best stuff were delivered by this Toby. is Toby's segment. So, really is, really is. Good job, Toby. Thank you. <laughs> okay, guys, now let's move on to viewers' voice. So, we have a bunch of questions you guys submitted, and you had some messages for us, some voicemails. So, we had tons of stuff. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. Um, let's start with questions. Okay, so Favi Hernandez asked, if you could choose one episode of Monk to be in, what episode would you choose? Thinking between some of my top episodes right now, and I'm thinking either Mr. Monk is up all night or Mr. Monk goes home again. The vibes are just so strong in those two episodes that I just want to be along with Monk for the ride. Mm-hmm, Okay. Interesting. They're not like insanely funny or very plot twisty. You're just going through this story of Mr. Monk not being able to sleep or Mr. Monk on Halloween. Mm. Yeah. I just can't. You could dress up. Tell. I, you could dress up. I just can't tell between those two. Okay. I, th- I think I know mine. This is my gut reaction is to say Mr. Monk in the big game. I okay. would love to be on Julie's team with her and her friends. I'd be posting Aww. them up. I'd be posting them up, guys. And I would love to be coached by Monk. And he'd be like, okay, you give 100%. No, I'm going to give 110%. Okay, no, you can't do that. Fine, okay. Julie, you, you go 75%. You can go 110%. Like, I would love to be coached. I would be like, what is happening? But I think I'm going to have to go with the big game. It's a pretty good one. I would definitely not want to be in The Girl Who Cried Wolf. That would be scary as Philip. That or singing, seeing a guy hanging from the rafters and like screwdriver in head, like jury duty to be on the jury with Monk. That would be sick. I mean, I don't know if I could pass up Mr. Monk and Sharona being with Natalie and Sharona at the same time. That's a pretty good one. I'd be the third assistant. Actually, that'd be pretty torturous. Never mind. Or Mr. Mug goes to the office whenever he goes to the office and they all go bowling and go out to eat for lunch and stuff. You'd yes. be like one of the gang. Oh, that's pretty good. And then good. you could stand up for him at the end and be like, guys. Aw, you could. That's a good redemptive story. I like that one too. Or Mr. Monk bumps his head. It's a pretty good what one. What would you do though? You would just go with him to this town. Oh, I'd kill off Cora and make him my husband. <laughs> pretty good <laughs> get off roof jerry <laughs> i think i'm gonna have to say mr monk is up all night okay all right that's and what and what would you do like you would, I be... would just love to be just running around the city with monk at 3 a.m just being wild yeah solving crimes seeing fake crimes seeing fake crimes being confused solving real ones <laughs> okay Good question, Fabi. That was a that was That's a, a good question. That was a thinker. Okay. It really was. Next question. Wait, what was yours? What was yours? Oh, I said big game. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I could pass up being on the basketball team. <laughs> I, I mean, that's my jam right there. So, 
Okay, the next question is from Thomas Ahern from Facebook, who says, do you think they should have made a Monk reunion movie? There were plans for one that would have made Monk run for mayor and another one that had him get married again to a woman who tries to kill him. Do you think either premise was worth exploring? Mm, I I do think they should have made a Monk reunion movie. Yes, so agree. Who doesn't? But no, those premises were pretty bad. Yeah, I don't. I, Monk did, I would running agree for that. mayor and him getting married again to a woman who tried to kill him. Yeah, I definitely um, agree with you that those aren't good plots um i don't really see what the end game would be for monk running for mayor besides him losing uh-huh. i don't i don't see what monk would want to do with being a mayor exactly he's a police detective that's what he so likes. i'm not sure how like if like maybe the captain was running for mayor yeah like that would make more sense like his aspirational goals would be to be up higher not to just solve crimes and yeah. i feel like that's monk's thing um and yeah, I don't think Monk should ever get married again. That's just a real simple just... premise to me is is definitely don't get him married again. Yeah. Uh, maybe somebody who's trying to kill him is an interesting twist on that. But just in general, getting married again is not a good idea. I don't think. I think Jack Monk dies or something. And there's a huge Monk family reunion. And the whole gang is there because Monk doesn't want to go alone. But how I want to see I want to see so many people, and it's like no, but it's at Ambrose's house, cause he can't leave. Mm-hmm. So the entire yep. monk family is there. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Is there? Does he have any family? And if it isn't disclosed if he has any other family, then like, you can always just make some up. Well, I had an idea. And I, I honestly, like, so Denise from Tony Shalhoub Daily, she had a whole article, I think, that she wrote on, like, Monk doing a reunion. And I remember reading her thing and kind of tweaking it. So I don't want to take credit. Like, I came up with this idea because I don't remember what I exactly took from that. Like, okay, that makes sense. Uh-huh. But I wouldn't do it this way. i do it this way. So from what I remember from my own idea is, like, if and this is more of a, it could be a movie, but, like, a series comeback would be Molly gets married her husband dies, and so Molly needs Monk's help to solve his murder. And so you have the oh same... Oh my god, that is genius. So you have the same type of uh, emotional connection. Not exactly, obviously, because it's not his wife, Trudy, that died, but he wants to do this for his daughter, Molly. So that's that would be the driving force behind the whole thing again. And then you could have however many seasons of it that you want. Yeah. A movie or seasons and you could have monk adventures and start all over again and the only thing is randy's gone but ca- the captain and natalie are still there so and julie could help she's all grown up yeah i don't know what julie would be doing well julie it, she went to school for arts so i don't oh, know what yeah. she would be doing yeah i mean she wasn't in it that much honestly she would just pop home she every once in a while home. come I home for a christmas special i'm fine with that i mean she'd be an that adult be so it's not that big of a deal and we yeah. could just see... We'd have to get Randy back somehow. Definitely. To that. It's not Monk without Randy. I mean, you could just have him and Sharona finally move back to San Francisco because they didn't really have any ties there. Or you could even... just make the... And then never really show Sharona if she doesn't want to be on it. Like, you just still show Randy and then he just mentioned Sharona. Oh, I got to get home to Sharona. And she's just... You know who she is. They just don't show her. Yeah. 
I think that's fine. And I don't think it's that weak of a premise that you could start it up again. That's that's my idea. That's I don't want to take good. total credit because I honestly don't remember what Denise said. But I just remember thinking that was the basic premise. Like, her husband died. So. Huh. I I mean, I would also lo- just love to see, like, a road trip-esque movie with the gang. Like, oh, we they all go and visit Randy and Sharona in New York. Such a long way. I was going to say they go drive to pick up Randy to bring him back or something. But that's like, that's like weeks. That's literally weeks. But they could travel around and they could take a a route where they solve crimes on each, like in each place. They're like in Idaho or something. Now we can't have a bunch of UFO episodes though. No, they should. They're in a desert every two seconds. They could have a montage of like, if, if it was a movie. It, you know how they usually have, like, the, the map, and then it shows, like, the, the trail that they uh-huh. took to get there? Yeah. And then it would just, like, stop at random places, and then it'd just be, like, Monk putting a guy in handcuffs. And yes. Like, and, like, Natalie, yeah. like, laughing, like, putting a guy in handcuffs. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, like a Like, picture. I told you, Monk! And, like, <laughs> or, like, no, they're like, let me do one. And they're like, someone's taking the picture, and she's acting like she's doing it. <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> For the scrapbook or something. That'd be funny. That is so funny. That's cute. Totally right That's cute too. That's so cute. That's cute. Okay, next question is from Denise. Will you be going back and covering the episodes from before we took over the podcast? Okay. So Um, I mean the answer to that is no. This is our last episode. So of course we know you guys are upset. Some people are mad <laughs> that we're leaving. But to be honest, like I feel like we did a lot. We did, you know, I technically did talk about every episode on the show with um, Savannah, who is my sister, if you didn't know, and John, who is my husband. So we, we did cover every episode and Noah's in high school now. And so he's school. already like, we try to coordinate One Tree Hill, just watching it, not even recording anything about it. And it's extremely difficult. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where we're kind of, at least Noah's moving on to the next phase of his life. So he's going to be a high schooler now. I'm going to put all of my energy into my Instagram and doing other things that I'm passionate about. I have realized that I am passionate about TV shows. So um, maybe something in the future with that. But if you guys do want to keep up with us, you know, we're on Instagram. I'm at Hardens and Hard Hats and Noah is... At Noel Hernandez. Yep. But you can almost pretty much guarantee... That if they do make a reunion, there's going to be an episode in about a week from then. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, I we did promise you guys that. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I would love to do that. I would love for it to come back. And I would love to do that. So yes, if Monk comes back for a movie or a special or anything mm-hmm. like that, we'll be back. Yeah. So that is the answer to that question. Okay. No tears yet. Okay, so you want to answer, do you want to read the next question? Um, Lindsay said, mint chocolate chip ice cream, yes or no? Also, do you have a favorite ice cream flavor? Yes. I think she also did put there is a wrong answer. There is a wrong answer? For mint chip ice cream. Okay, well, I know the wrong answer and no, mint chocolate chip ice cream is disgusting. Period. That's it. I am going to agree with that. 
I cannot stand mint flavored ice cream. I can't flavor, stand anything flavored mint. It's disgusting. It makes my mouth burn. I feel like I'm seeing a connection like green aliens, green ice cream. Just Lindsay. Lindsay. We don't like. No, no. <laughs> um, I will say though, Lindsay, as consolation, Toby's absolute favorite ice cream flavor is mint, mint chocolate, chocolate chip. chip. Ew. So, he always gets it. And oh. I hate when his ice cream touches mine. I'm like, Bleh. So, it's yes, disgusting. that's Toby's favorite, so. You just ruin chocolate chips. Okay. And you ruin ice cream. I don't understand. Favorite ice cream flavor. <sighs> I mean, honestly, that's a hard question just because, like, you can go, like, random places and be and like, oh, this one time I had this yeah. triple Oreo blah, blah, blah from, so like. Exactly. And then even, like, Bluebell has their own ice creams. Like I said before, like, exactly. they have Cookie Two-Step and Cookie mm. Dough Overload. They had, and cookie dough overlay, there's three different kinds of cookie dough. And then cookie two-step is our two most popular ice creams, cookies and cream and cookie dough. And they put them together. Mm-mm-mm. That That's probably like my favorite ice cream flavor. Would I mean, it's kind of cheating because it's putting two together. No, it's not cheating. Okay. Because that, that would be definitely my go-to. Um, my go-to, pretty much wherever I go like to get ice cream, pistachio. That is so weird. I love pistachio. That is so One weird. One time my grandpa got it and I was like, let me try this. And I was like, mmm. That is so strange. I like my, my favorite pistachio. thing in like, if I go anywhere, right? I look for anything that has caramel in it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So for like, sure. I'm like, okay, which which one of these has caramel? Because it's like all these different flavors. I'm like, okay, that one has caramel. And if it has peanut butter in it too, I'm like, eh, I'll take that too. Oh, oh I, yeah. I like the strong taste of peanut butter. Peanut butter and stuff. slaps so hard. Yeah. That's why I like Paleo Blondies. Yeah, that's, that's true. pretty much the only reason. Yeah. Okay, next question is... Um, actually, let's save that one because that one's kind of fun. Okay, next question is from Stella DM, who says, Many people ship Natalie Monk. Do you agree with them? I think we've talked about this already. No, I do not agree with them. Yes, I do agree with them. Okay. I am a mm, mwah, Madalie Nunk. Madalie Nunk, nunk, if you will. <laughs> Hashtag Nunk. I would love that. There nunk's just... gonna Nunk. <laughs> Hashtag Nunk's gonna Nunk. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that was good. Okay. Um, I, sh- I ship them. I don't know. I, I can't imagine them kissing. I don't want them getting married. I'm not gonna lie to you. I can't imagine them kissing. Guess not like Monk has to kiss, but I could see Stottlemyre and Natalie. More. I would I would also enjoy that. I would literally not care for worth Natalie being with anyone other than Steven. <laughs> yeah. But that's pretty much it. Exactly. <laughs> I think Natalie should have been with nobody. That's just my two cents. But okay. Nobody. Yeah. She already is with nobody. Haha, <laughs> Steven. okay i had to do it guys it's a live show i had to throw my bone okay um uh, johnny the fanatic said have you ever watched prison break no it's with is it with the guy that's from the flash that play that has the or this this what's the avengers one no 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 sorry it's the one where he has the ice gun he he's he has the ice gun captain cold is that it? Captain Cool? Captain Cold, the one with the ice gun, is Captain Cold, yeah. And he's the guy in Prison Break, isn't he? The I bald guy? I think so. 
Um, I think like Johnny the Fanatic was asking if he watched Prison Break. Um, I don't remember the exact question. I had to shorten them so they'd fit on this page. Wentworth Miller. So yeah, Johnny the Fanatic, he just recommended it. He asked if we'd heard of it or if we've ever watched it and said that he recommended it. I definitely have heard of it. I knew who the main person was, but I do not know what it is about and I have not watched it. That's so. interesting. The main two guys from Prison Break are the main two... They're the, oh, they're, the brothers. they're both in the Flash. It's so not I a guess... spinoff or anything, right? It has nothing oh, to no do way. with the Flash. No way. Okay, yeah, I didn't think so. It's read the premise. I guess that's just what does like... it say in the white box. I guess that's just like a little like Easter egg or something. That's actually so cool. I never knew that. Um, Michael Schofield is a desperate man in a desperate situation. His brother Lincoln Burroughs, that's not their names, um, was convicted of a crime he didn't commit and put on death row. Michael holds up a bank to get himself incarcerated alongside his brother in Fox River State Penitentiary, then sets in motion a series of elaborate plans to break Lincoln out and prove his innocence. Once out of jail, their perils aren't over. The brothers must flee to escape, recapture, and battle an intricate political conspiracy that puts everyone's life at risk. Wow. It sounds really good. (laughs) That does sound good. That sounds really good. I'm already intrigued. Uh, Me too. Thanks for the recommendation, Johnny. Yeah. Okay. Luke says... One thing you would change about the Monk show. Mm. I mean, if I could pick like little tiny things, there probably would be quite a few. I would, I'm trying to think of a big glaring thing. I have a big glaring thing. Okay. Them leading too hard into Dale the Whale. He wasn't really as useful as he could have been. Mm-hmm. And I would have also liked a more sinister person that's just not creepy looking. He could he could be creepy looking. I just want to throw up every time I see Dale the Whale though. Mm. I want to literally vomit inside my mouth, and I don't I don't like that. But I do like I do like whenever I'm spooked by a character like Craig T. Nelson played the judge. Uh huh. Like I liked that, and I liked, and I also wish they could have also put the judge in more Ethan Rickover in more earlier episodes, so we could trust Rickover more and be shocked whenever it was like. <gasps> He killed Trudy. I think that would have been nice. That's a great one. Okay. I think I have mine. Now that I I think about it, I greatly, greatly wish, I would have loved for this to happen, and is that I wish Monk, the entire series, was more Mm storyline-based. Just because I love storyline shows and i think that the characters were strong enough for it for sure and if they would have leaned into it a little bit more they could have made them stronger and i think that episodes that centered around the characters would have been even better Mm -hmm. and so i wish there was more storyline and what's crazy too is how it's not focused on storyline and the ending was still so good Mm -hmm. yeah but it would have i mean i don't know how it could have been even more emotional but (laughs) I feel it like was pretty. they did the first, like, few seasons, and then we're like, okay, we're going, we're doing this for a long time. We can't do a lot of these story-based episodes. I actually think that, I th- oh, I think I heard an interview with Andy Breckman who said basically, like, I pitched the idea of his wife was murdered, and I honestly never thought I'd have mm. to solve it. Wow, that's so, crazy. Yeah, so we purposely just put tiny little bits all throughout the series because we didn't have an ending. And that's what it seemed like. To me, that is what it seemed How like. How do you do that? I, I would be scared. I would be so scared that someone's just going to be like, like, okay, what's the ending? 
like an executive or someone above you yeah. is going to be like, what's your How plan? How are we going to end this? And, and, you're and like, then oh, oh, oh. even if that didn't happen, why isn't there someone there telling him what's the ending? Because I feel like that could have been an even better ending if they actually planned it for the beginning. Yeah. I, I am still happy with the finale, though. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. Also, a great question, Luke. Okay. Um, th- these are questions that we get often. Original theme versus new theme. Um, new theme, obviously. Which, I mean, I guess this is referring to, like, original theme being dark and broody and, like, ooh. Oh, no, the theme song. Sorry. Oh, the theme song! Oh my god, I'm an idiot. No, it's okay. okay. I agree with this. New theme, either way. Okay. Um, I'm original. It's a jungle out there. I'm original theme, for sure. Yes. To me, that is so monkish. That's good. They both give me vibes for sure. Like the the original theme is just so you can't help but bob bob your head to the original theme. It's 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 I love I just love the contrast of it. I think is just like because Monk's life is very chaotic. Like to him, is like ooh stressful. Yeah. But the theme song is so lighthearted. That it's it makes you feel like oh we're going on another little monk adventure yeah whereas the Randy Newman theme song with his voice and you know the bum 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 it's like it's still very adventury but it's a little more like what wacky adventures are we getting to today <laughs> that's why I like it no I get it I I love both of them I just I'm more of like the and like I'm a happy go lucky. I can't see that really. I just there's no better composer. He's not even a composer, is he? That just a better singer. Not even singer. I think I don't Jeff even... Beale is a composer who made the first one. Yeah, he's an artist. An artist. Mm. I, I there's no better person that you can make to make a hard hitting song that you will oh just love. Oh my gosh. Love. The final one, the final song in the finale. Ooh. He's like, it's time to say goodbye. Ah! Even though I don't want to. Like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to cry. Good. Okay, That's good. Okay, next question. Dr. Kroger versus Dr. Bell. Um, I don't think this is a question, really. Come on. Dr. Kroger. Really? What do you mean, really? I like Dr. Bell oh, better. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what? This is so funny, though, too. It's like... That's a joke. Your team, Sharona. Sorry. Whoa. I'm team Sharona. Your team, Natalie. I like the original theme. You like the new theme. But you like Dr. Kroger, and I like Dr. Bell. Like, it's just a taste preference. Like, it's... I can't believe you would even say that. And if I'm being 100% honest... That's crazy. I know... Hector Elizondo from Last Man Standing. That's true. And so I recognize him. So I he feels more familiar, even though obviously Dr. Kroger feels familiar from Monk. When I see Dr. Bell, it makes me happy. Whereas Dr. Kroger is, um, uh, I mean, he's just more of a, a staple of the show. Like I feel like when Dr. Bell is on, I feel like he still feels like guest starry. Which sounds yeah. terrible. It makes no, you that's so it, true. it makes you seem like you shouldn't like him as much. But Dr. Bell is still like a surprise. Like, oh Dr. Bell's back. I'm so happy that yes. he's still there. Where Dr. Kroger, like, of course Dr. Kroger's still there. He's Dr. Kroger. He's literally Dr. Kroger. Yeah. So that's my opinion. I a just, lot of people ask us that. They wanted us to do a whole episode on that. 
I'm not sure I, I could have come up with, with a 40, not even 40, but an hour of content about that. Yeah. I'm no not sure. Sh- yeah, I don't think so. There's not Doctor, that much about that. There's not, there's not that much about Dr. Bell for sure. They're not that different. I wish we could Yeah, they did. Definitely... They make them very similar. Whereas like Sharona and Natalie are totally different. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. I wish we could have seen more of both of them for sure. Like I wouldn't mind. Dr. Kroger, Dr. Bell-centric episodes. That would be fun. Yeah, because Dr. Bell didn't get one. Dr. Bell didn't get any centric episodes. The most thing was underwater, and we know how that turned out. Or group therapy. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's a good one, too. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to read the final question? Yes, this is the one we saved for last. I still have no idea who Toby is. I thought it was your dog. Yes, that question is from, I think her name's Ella, I think. Mr. Munkin Psych is her page. And yes, yeah, so she says, I've listened to so many episodes and still have no clue who Toby is. Um, I thought it was your dog until he started bringing you snacks for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, guys, so... This is a loaded question. So this is, this is, I feel like is going to be our deal with you guys. I know you guys have listened and you, you know, have stuck with us all this time and we appreciate it, but we're not going to flat out tell you who Toby is because, well, this is the thing. He's a man of mystery. Okay. And I feel like you guys can be really great detectives and you can figure it out. And if oh, we're gonna give him a clue, and if you, I mean, honestly, the whole clue though is our is our show. Like, I feel like you could figure it out. You and definitely could. If yeah. if you know who it is, if you reach out to us, if you DM us or email us, whatever you want to do, um, I'll tell you if you're right. It's like a riddle. Yeah, I won't tell you the answer, but I will tell you if you're right, and say congratulations. Aww. You won. A nice pat on the back given by yourself. I'll mail you a sticker. How about that? That's pretty good. Until I run out of stickers, guys. (laughs) I I still have junk mug stickers. So (laughs) if you you guess specifically... I don't think anyone's going to get it. It's a a pretty specific answer. Is it? Yeah, I would say. Okay, sure. So... That's what I'm going to accept. It's a very, it's a pretty specific answer. I'll send you a sticker if you get it right. DM me whatever you want. All right? Honestly, I would just guess like 50 things. I would just feel like, is it of your Of course you would, mom? you little cheater. Is it your dad? Is it your favorite snack? <laughs> is it your favorite snack? <laughs> Brought to you by Paleo Blondies. <laughs> Brought us hot wings today. Okay. All right, guys. So that's the deal with Toby. Um, yeah. Okay. We'll keep moving on to you guys' messages that you sent. First, we have Luke, of course, who provided some awesome artwork for us <laughs> over the seasons. And he sent us some new artwork here. If you can see, I there's can. a picture of Natalie, the captain, Randy, and then he has uh, the whole gang. He has a really cool one that has the whole gang together and that has the theme song, like, lyrics behind them uh, with the San Francisco, like, sky skyline what's that the, the bridge mm-hmm. so it's really cool his page is at luke arts underscore graphic designer so if you guys want to check him out he has some great stuff and we are going to listen to a voicemail from linda 
Hey, Candice and Noah, this is Linda Canizales. I'm listening to Monday, the 26th episode, and you said you haven't received any calls, so I'm calling in and just telling you that I love your podcast. I hate that we're near the end of it, so I hope you guys can come up with something else to keep listening to you guys. I really love your show. Y'all are funny, and keep them coming. Aw. That's pretty good. Thank you, Linda. Okay, I can't lie. I found this in the deepest of my emails. I forgot I had starred it. Oh. And I was supposed to play it a long time ago, and then it was so close to the end, I was like, okay, I'll save it for the end. Aww. Um, she said, I mean, we said that a while back. I think it was towards the beginning of season eight. We're like, guys, we haven't got any voicemails, and then Linda called like that week. Oh my god. And called. Gosh. So my bad, Linda, Sweeties. but you got a spot on the final episode. That's pretty so big. That is, that is cool. Okay. All right. Do we want to read? I will read Lisa's message for us. Go okay. Ahead. So, of course, this is Lisa from our show, our, what's it called? The um, Happy Birthday, Mr. Monk, our listener episode. Okay. I love Lisa. Okay. So, dear Candace and Noah, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for creating the space for us Monk lovers to rewatch and then listen to your analysis of the episodes. I really enjoyed being a part of the listener episode. I'm going to miss having this little escape on Monday evenings or Tuesday mornings when I would listen. If you ever decide to do another podcast, I would suggest that Noah pick a show that Candace hasn't watched. For instance, I know there are already quite a few, but community, a community podcast would be great. Take care, Lisa. Heartface. I agree. I That's, mean, I think I I have seen like season one though of Community. That's not that much though. There, I have six seasons. That's or we could even do a Thirty Rock podcast. Oh my god. I'm obsessed with 30. Oh rocks. my gosh, you are so silly. You crack <laughs> me up. You crack me up. Okay, let's read Joel's message. I will, since I just love the name Joel. Joel oh. McHale. Community. Star of community. Okay, let me start. Really hurts to type this, but Noah's mom said the relationship. Oh, mom. He's British. Oh, yes. Oh, so, so this is Joel, who is our UK fan. He's on Twitter. Whoa. So, yeah. Represent. Okay. Really hurts to type this, but as Noah's mom said, the relationship between you and your brother is just amazing. Every Monday at 6 p.m. BST, I have logged on to listen to the podcast, and I can't thank you guys enough. The effort you put into the into edit all these podcasts really show. You really have been a shining light during the last 15 months. I watched Monk back in 2007 and watched various episodes at least once a month, and I have all the box sets. My top episode is Mr. Monk is Up All Night. <gasps> oh my god. Oh my god, thank you. Is that the same train station? Anyways, sending you a massive thank you from over the pond here in England. And if you ever work out a shipping cost, I would gladly buy a monk box. Good luck with the new house and to Noah with the school studies. Until the next monk reunion, goodbye. Oh, oh my god. That's like the best message we ever gotten. Oh my god. He likes Mr. Monk as a night. That's what you took away from that message? No, oh, I mean, <laughs> that was like the highlight. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you, Joel. That one's really sweet. That was so sweet. Okay. Thank you. Um, let's move on to Denise. She's, of course, this is from Tony Shalhoub Daily. Denise, for me personally, the best part of being in pandemic lockdown and losing my job was finding and getting to know you guys. Some of the highlights of a very difficult 2019 was the joint collaboration I did about Mr. Monk Shelters in Place and guest hosting a special summation episode of the Junk Monk podcast. As the weeks went on, I became a loyal listener and interacted more and more with you guys. And now that it's coming to an end, 
it's a bittersweet feeling. But just like Monk ended so perfectly, I know you guys will wrap up this show, leaving fans and listeners fulfilled as well. And just like Monk itself, it is still a big deal more than 10 years after ending. I hope your podcast will be revisited and rediscovered for many years to come. Thanks for the laughs, the tears, the awesome trivia, the junk, and the friendship. It's been a blessing, not a curse, to have taken part in your amazing journey, XOXO. P.S. It wouldn't hurt to start over from the beginning. Just saying. LOL. (laughs) Thanks, Denise. Thank you, Denise. Okay, guys. So next is super exciting. We have some packages from you guys. So first we have a package from Keaton Jones, who, of course, runs the... Who runs the Sean Gus Psych Instagram. So she's coming in hot from... Does it say? Oh, the return address is not hers. It's from the Huckleberry Patch. I'm intrigued. Okay, I'm okay. Where is the Huckleberry? I can't. Which I guess I didn't. I I could have read where the package was from. I didn't read the state it was I from. I didn't see a state. M T. Montana. Minnesota. Minnesota. I think that's. I'm it. pretty sure it's Minnesota. Mississippi. <laughs> Mississippi? Moo Torque. Like a... <laughs> what? That doesn't even start with an M. Moo Torque. Guys, we love here. snail mail. This is awesome. Snail mail is the best. And we got two packages. I'm so excited. A very special gift for you. I thought I'd send some junk, in quotation marks, from over here in Wyoming slash Montana. I'm currently working on Grand Teton, Grand Teton National Park as a park ranger. And huckleberries are common. I tried these last weekend and they are super good. What? No way. We did not just get something from a national park. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Oh. She's a park ranger? She's a park ranger? Sick. I want to be a park ranger. This is so exciting. Yeah, because she's the one that said she found our podcast when she was oh, in the forest. Oh my god. Huckleberry gummy bears. I'm about to cry. Open these them up. So Open good. them up. We just got set in junk, Candace. Oh my god. I'm about to cherish this. Oh my god. This is to die for, Candace. Oh my gosh. I can't eat them, but I promise I will save them and I will eat them whenever I can. Oh, convenient. Really? What? I guess I'll just have to save them until I'm done with my diet. What? Are you, you taking do? them for me? Can I eat them until we're done with the podcast? You're going to eat all, the whole bag. I can't even, like. No, I'm not. I have to eat it like slow because my braces, so it doesn't get stuck. Okay, let's open our other package and we can take a pic, and then we can post it. Okay, so thank you so much, Keaton. That is amazing. Of course, Sean Gus Psych. It's uh, it is literally like the exact opposite of the gross gummy bears I was talking about. So like, what does it taste like? The gummy like, bears are always like sugary and like gross. It's like. It literally tastes like a natural gummy bear. I'm not even joking. What? Like a, They look so good. They're like dark purple. They're not even like as sour as like a grape. They're so like sweet. Mmm. That is so good. Thank you so much, Keaton. Thank you. Okay. So our next package is from Lindsay. Oh, wow. Okay. 
Dear Candace and Noah, surprise, I wanted to send y'all a little junk monk box of my own to show my appreciation Aww. for you both and your show. You mean the world to me, and I'm so glad I've gotten to know you both over the past year or so. Enjoy. Let's what? see. Oh my gosh. She sent a Best of Monk DVD. No way. This contains the best episode from each season, plus the bonus feature. Plus the bonus features include every episode of the Little Monk web series. No way. What? Oh my gosh. You've always wanted that. Oh my god. It has the... um, she said it, it features the best episodes from each season. And from season eight, they chose Mr. Monk and the UFO. No, they didn't. Yes, not. and it says, as you can see here, I am correct. Oh my gosh, that Wait, is Wait, what hilarious. are the other ones for all the, the other seasons? Mr. Monk is up all night! The Miracle in season seven. Season five is the leper. Season four bumps his head. Season three takes his medicine. Season two, three pies. And season one, the candidate. Nice. I can see that. Okay. I'm definitely going to watch all those little monk ones, too. Okay, monk junk. I have included one of my favorite snacks. (gasps) Junk. Pocky. Oh my god, those are so good. Hopefully they didn't melt. I wanted to send some ice cream from the local place I work at, but I'm sure you can guess why I decided against that. (laughs) I wasn't sure if Pocky would work with your diet, so I added some froze balls for you, Candace. What? Whoa. How cool. I think I can eat this. And concentrate natural. What? I can eat this! Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I just got really excited. Okay, okay, okay. Monk swag. The most important thing I wanted to send y'all is the original pencil copies of my monk art. Y'all loved it so much, I want you to have them. Oh my gosh. No. Oh. That's us. I remember to sign them this time. Oh. The Funko Pops. So she did the drawings of them and then she like would put them onto her ipad i think and then she colors them all in oh so she so hand smart. draws them oh there's us that is so cool marcy maven leland stottlemyre sharona fleming oh my god that is so good oh my gosh we have to take a pic <clears throat> that is so good i'm so excited that Lindsay sent me something i could eat that is so amazing that is so sweet of you Lindsay. Let's play Lindsay's voicemail. The mega pocky stick, Candace. Whoa. <laughs> Don't drop that on Emma's carpet. Don't try. Okay. Hey, Candace and Noah. It's Lindsay Chambers. Um, it's raining where I am, so hopefully it doesn't, like, interrupt me while I'm talking. But um, I knew I had to send y'all one more voicemail for your show end because both of you mean the world to me. I'm so, so thankful that I've had y'all in my life, especially during lockdown. In a world where there was barely anything to look forward to anymore, I knew I could rely on a new episode every Monday, Monk Day, which was one of the best feelings ever. Both of you have shown me so much kindness, too, from my artwork to little notes in the mail, which I still hung on to, by the way, and I can't thank you enough for all that. Your show is one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Y'all are some of the sweetest people ever, and I swear I'm coming to Texas to visit y'all if it's the last thing I do. (laughs) But thank you both so, so much for everything, and I hope you have a great day. Oh, that was so sweet! I can't, even with Lindsay, she is too much. Oh my gosh. Mm. Okay. Keeping them at bay, guys. Keeping them at bay. Okay. (laughs) Um... 
Thank you, Lindsay, for our junk box. I, I, I want to say that she... Maybe she didn't know she was going to send the box before she sent that voicemail. Because she sent that a long time ago uh-huh. when I asked for voicemails. And then this box came like a couple of days ago. Oh. Yeah. So if you guys want to send us stuff, we love it, <laughs> obviously. So um, DM us for our mailing address because we'll still take stuff from you guys. Like we don't have to be talking about monk yeah. to get free stuff. So <laughs> I'm just true. kidding, guys. We love you. Okay, so we have one final thing for junk time. Do you want to read what that says? Sure. Clark's message. Yeah. If you had to decode that, if that was a secret note just for me, myself, and I, what would you think that that meant? Clark's message? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know what you mean by that. What do you mean if that's a secret code? Whose name is Clark? Clark Cat. Superman. How about something monk related? <laughs> oh, um, it, the last name is Clark. I think of an actor, last name Clark. Possibly an actress. Oh my god. Is it M word? M word Clark? No, my god. I'm about to cry right now. Oh my god. Tell the people what it is. Do you know what it is? It's a video of Emmy Clark. You ready? Oh my God. Hello, Noah. It's Emmy Clark here, sitting on the floor. Don't ask why. Um, just wanted to wish you a huge congratulations. Um, Candace reached out and told me that the podcast was coming to an end, and I could hardly believe it. That is amazing and incredible. I'm sad it's over for you guys, but also... Um, I mean, good for you seeing that through all the way from start to finish. And I can imagine it was not a small undertaking. Um, You guys are both so eloquent and witty and well-spoken. And like, it was just so wonderful for me from, from the outside looking in Um, any, you know, kind of uh, episode I caught or or soundbite that I caught during you guys sort of um, unpack and sort of discover uh, the show episode by episode all these years later. It's really humbling to somebody like me who um, was just such a small part of that equation. Uh, 30 episodes on a show um, that wrapped 10, 12 years ago. So anyway, thank you so much for keeping, you know, the monk magic alive. You guys are, are such a huge part of that. And also congratulations on your impending, uh, you know, high school journey. That's such a pivotal moment in one's life as a young adult. So that is really exciting. Hats off to you. Um, can't wait to see what you guys do next. And yeah, wishing you all the best. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh my god, I'm crying. Oh my god, I'm crying. Is that the best Julie action you've ever had? That is the best Julie action I've ever had in my entire life. She said my name, Candace. She said my name. She was like, hey, Noah. I was like, yeah. (laughs) She even mentioned my name, but when she said your name, I was like, ah, she said Noah. (laughs) Oh my god. How epic was that? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Why did you put Clark's message? Oh my god, I was so confused. I had to put it as a reminder so I wouldn't forget, but I knew you were going to see this. That's Couldn't put genius. Emmy's message. I was like, Clark's I message. I am about to cry. Oh my. I, I my, ear, my, my eyes were watering the entire time. No, Emmy, of course, is so sweet. Friend of the show, Emmy Clark. That was amazing. We weren't lying to you guys. We didn't just make up those answers. No. We're like, let's act like Emmy. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I can officially say that I'm like basically best friends with Emmy Clark. Exactly. She said my name, so we're basically <laughs> best friends. <laughs> oh, All I have to do is send me a video <laughs> saying hi, and I'll be your best friend. <laughs> so it's pretty accurate. Oh my god. So wow. That was definitely the most epic junk time ever. It had to be because you guys sent us packages. You sent us messages, voicemails, questions. Like that was the most exciting thing ever. Emmy Clark just came out. That was so That was crazy. That was crazy cool. So thank you to all of you guys. We're going to continue giving you the best content of your lives. So let's go ahead and move on to... Plot holes. Looking back to my favorite time in yours of the show. Nope. My... I just want to. I just want to joke. Time to last a little longer. You know. <laughs> Great. Now Noah's depressed. <laughs> Nothing's ever gonna top that. Okay, guys. We still have our favorite episodes coming up. I know mm. you're ready to hear that. So let's go on to plot holes. Remember, these are your guys' answers. I asked, "What do you think is the biggest plot hole on Monk?" And these are the answers that you guys gave. First is Randy's uncle, question mark. He has an uncle and visits a farm, but earlier he says, I don't have an uncle in Mr. Monk, it's cabin fever. That's a pretty big one. I like that one. Um, Monk eats cheese, but is afraid of milk. I feel like that's not a very good one. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. That's more, I mean, like, I feel like you could say that about, I don't it's know. It's a nice catch, but I feel like you, you the writers could just be like, no, I mean, that makes sense. Like, I'm kind like, of afraid of milk. Be like, if you ate, I, ate cheese. I love baby bowl cheese. I was going to say like ketchup and tomatoes, but that's even like more closely related. Yeah. Ketchup's still in like a red mushy it, form. Well, and it's still red. It's still like red. it looks like it, it came from a tomato. Like cheese doesn't look like it came from milk. Exactly. Milk so. and cheese are like pretty unrelated. And I feel like the reason I'm afraid of milk... I feel like I've said this before on the show. The smell? No, it's like, it could be the smell, but it's like, you don't know what's at the bottom of your milk. Oh. It could be a fly in there and you wouldn't know. Which I guess is true for cheese, but then that's true for everything. <laughs> that's just true for everything. I would meat. assume that people, like, people would be turned off by the smell of milk. Milk smells. And disgusting. like, I mean, what else do you do to it? Look at it? Like, you drink it, mm-hmm. so when you put it up to your face, it smells. I don't know. And it, cheese doesn't smell like milk, so then that would be out. I don't know why Monk's afraid of milk, so I can't really combat that, but I, I agree that it's a little weak sauce. Okay. In the beginning of the series, Stottlemyre is annoyed with Monk and not the normal way Monk annoys him, but in later episodes, they make references to Leland attending Monk's wedding and insinuate that they were always really close. That's a good one. That is really good. I never even thought about that. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Like, def- yeah. I didn't even think about that. It's not even like, actually, no, it is a good catch. Mm, okay. It's just right in front of you. I mean, I never even noticed. Okay, I can think of the only way would be like, maybe before he wasn't a consultant. He was on the police force. He was probably under Monk. And so they had a good relationship, like the job titles they had. When we first see Stottlemyre and he has disdain for Monk, it's because he, he keeps getting called in basically to do his job. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's a different dynamic. They didn't always do that. Yeah. This is a new relationship to them. So he is annoyed with him at that. But I do agree that in a general sense, 
it doesn't seem like they used to have a relationship. It just seems like he doesn't like Monk at all and never has. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I get it. I still get it. It's good though. Um, Monk buying a house and allowing anyone to make a mess of it. I agree completely. This makes zero sense in Mr. Monk buys a house. Like Monk would do everything himself. I feel like that would have been even a funnier plot in general. Monk building the house himself and being like, I got this. Well, I think at the very least, he would have been cleaning up the whole time after him. Him and Natalie are kind of just like sitting there. Uh-huh. You'd think Monk would be so stressed out that he'd be like, no, sweeping up every single thing that Honest Jake is like messing up. So um, I could see that. Mm-hmm. That Monk can afford to pay an assistant a salary plus pay for his own living expenses, especially in San Francisco. I mean, he's friends with a lot of powerful people. He probably gets paid a good $10,000. Not 10000 Maybe like $5,000 per like cool thing he does. But even that's a little low for I mean, like yeah, one he... episode or one case per month. Yeah, I don't know if... Is it clear if he gets paid per consulting basis? Like, oh, he worked on this case or solved a case so he gets money for it? Or does he work as a consultant? Yeah, because that one episode, Stoudemire's like, we're guaranteed at least 16 more cases next year. Yeah. And so we pay you regardless of the cases that we use you on or something. I don't know. I mean, I know San Francisco is ridiculously expensive. So he must have gotten, maybe Trudy had some type of insurance or Mm -hmm. some type of check that she got in the mail like every month or something that he cashes in. Yeah. I mean, he's he is always broke. I don't know. I don't know. He is always broke. It's believable that he's like always cheap and like but I mean, I feel like it would make the most sense for Monk to ha- to be rich. Not rich, but like See, I always just was under the assumption he had money and was stingy. But then they flat out say like yeah, I don't have any money. Like, I can't cover that. If he's poor, Like, your check is going to bounce. Crazy, yeah. If he's poor, that's just, like, makes him not as funny. When he's like, I'm sorry, Natalie, I can't pay you. It's just, like, sad. <laughs> exactly. And everyone's like, he's super mean and cheap. And I'm like, he also says basically he doesn't have the money, so. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. I always thought that the storyline of Natalie's parents being super wealthy with a well-known toothpaste brand was implausible. I agree with that. I mean, I definitely like that storyline. and Like the Davenport. It's definitely interesting. Like, it's a cool characteristic that Natalie has. But it doesn't really make sense on why Natalie would be, like, so stuck up. Because before it's like, oh, Natalie doesn't even talk to her parents. She doesn't want her parents' money. She's living on her, on her own. But it's like, are okay with each other by the end of the wedding? And for some reason, Natalie doesn't care for some reason. Mm -hmm. She doesn't take her parents' money, which, like, why not? I don't understand. Yeah, that's true. I mean, as far as the actual Natalie's parents being wealthy being implausible, I mean, I don't know. They wrote it. (laughs) Like, I I don't see, like, the actual story. I think probably, like, what you're hitting on more of her taking the money or not, but them, them actually just being toothpaste moguls is not out of the question i don't think um the next one is conflicting stories about who was where when trudy died we've discussed this yeah joe christie was there but he wasn't 
I mean, you can't deny that we didn't see him on screen, so. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty good. Um, con- uh, Mr. Monk as a gangster, not believable. I mean, he made it pretty believable. I don't know. Well, Emma said the same thing, remember? Basically, why would Monk be like that? Like, there's no way. And then we're like, well, I mean, he did act, like, in the theater. So he has shown that he knows how to act and mimic and copy things. So that's not out of the question. The doppelganger's out of the question. Yeah. But not him actually being a gangster. Like, Yeah, him, I definitely like, think the doppelganger's a bigger plot hole than that. Yeah, than him acting like a gangster, so... Monk's apartment layout and changing around in the second season. Yep, that happened. Oh, yeah. Like, there's one where there's, like, some type of wall arch, and then from from then on, it's, like, just a normal-looking wall. Like, season one is, like, this fancy-looking arch thing in his, like, living room. And then... And we've also discussed at length his apartment layout. And was it the foreign man? When yeah, the foreign when man's outside. The street, and they're like, that's impossible. Yeah, because his door where here. the wall is. Yeah. That that was good. Mm-hmm. We had a good time on that. <laughs> yeah. Explaining that one to everyone. <laughs> um, the episode where Adrian bumps his head and it takes ages for anyone to find him as a decorated detective with family connections, it would have been a lot quicker for anyone to find him. I don't think so. Um, You're dropped somewhere random, like... Yeah. I believe it. You're on the back of an 18-wheeler, which grows, like, what, across the country? I don't remember. It's not like he's Did they say over. where he was? Was he in Nevada? Or was that... That might have been so when cool. he's on the run, he goes to Nevada. But, yeah, I would think that that would be believable. I mean, honestly, if I'm being honest, like, I live in a, a town... I'm sorry, I'm from a town that, like, is very small... If you, someone just kind of rolled up there and was kind of dirty and disheveled, nobody would bat an eye. Exactly. And probably didn't watch the news very much, you know. Like, I don't know. He he honestly didn't run to the, into that many people. He did go to the police, so there's that. But he didn't run into too many people. So. I would have went to the police. Yeah. The fact that we see Monk constantly running after suspects, and then when he has to qualify for the fitness exam, he can't run more than a few yards. That's good. That's a good one. That's definitely true. I mean, I mean, you, you, you could always argue that, well, yeah, I'm doing something. I'm chasing after something. You're telling Adrenaline. me I have to run a mile in a certain amount of minutes. I'm like, God, no. Why me? There's like <laughs> adrenaline. Yeah. Know? necessity adrenaline exactly but yes i understand definitely the storyline doesn't make sense when we've seen monk quote be a runner he used to be a runner he still runs tunde gave him shoes he's always chasing after guys and tackling them and then in season seven all of a sudden he's this old man that can't do anything yeah so the girl who cried wolf there's no way the guy could be hanging in the women's bathroom Grab Sharona's lipstick and write the message and be gone in 20 seconds. And in the 20 seconds, it took Sharona to get Monk and get back with him. And how did the guy know that only Sharona would be using the bathroom and when she'd be in it? I would say definitely the 20 seconds thing is definitely true. Yeah. Like the guy couldn't have done that. I never understood like how did he get the like screwed up into the wall? Because he was hanging from the ceiling. Mm Mm-hmm. 
you would think there was to be some type of hook and there wasn't. They never really explained that. And especially if they did it in 20 seconds, that doesn't make any sense. The only thing is about using the bathroom is that I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this happened in Dr. Kroger's office. So if she was the only patient there and she was the only woman, it wouldn't have been that hard. Yeah. So I think I halfway agree with that one. So, mm. um, of course, season one, he says he's allergic to tomatoes. And then later he has the That's perfect good, tomato. Yeah. Um, Trudy donating her corneas. I like that. What? What's wrong? What's so? Um, I think I did. I, I, I deleted a lot of the, the explanation with that one. Um, it was just like basically all these technical reasons why that would not happen or that how that couldn't happen. And so I was like. I guess we could just discuss. <laughs> like you can't donate your corneas? Yeah, I don't know. I th- I don't know if it was in this question or if it was in like the comment section. I feel like donating corneas and that being such a big part of that episode, I feel like they wouldn't have done that if that wasn't like an actual thing. <clears throat> yeah, but remember they also poisoned Monk in the end and they didn't <laughs> do any research on it? Okay, well, Noah just looked it up, and you definitely can donate your corneas. Just not sure. I'm honestly not sure about this one, where where that person was going with that one. Um, the next one is no phone or oxygen in the bank vault. For real, though. That's not... That was Denise's biggest plot hole, she said, was that she's worked in multiple banks, and there's always oxygen, and there's a phone Why inside the vault. Be? Yeah. Were, so. I wonder how many times they'd have to use that phone. Maybe like once every like three years someone gets accidentally locked inside a bank. I wonder how often they even go into a vault. What do you even have to do in a vault? Like dust? <laughs> like, like I dust yeah, I don't know. Place? Well, that's the thing too is that the vault that they were in had the security deposit boxes in it. Uh-huh. Like Monk's bracelet. Like, yeah. so... Don't you, isn't there usually like a different room you go into, like go in and unlock your box? That's the actual bank vault with all the money of the bank in it? That doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem right, no. We're finding more plot holes, maybe? Question mark? (laughs) Bank vaults are always so weird. They're always different every TV show I watch. Whenever it's a heist movie, it's always just on a table. (laughs) So they just take the money and go. Yeah. But like, and everything else, it's like different. Yeah. I want to go inside a real bank vault. That's a that's a thing for me. I bucket list. That. Bucket list. Yeah. I'm either gonna be, uh, you know, an upstanding citizen and I will get a job at the bank, and or I will rob it. Rob it. <laughs> there is no in between. <laughs> Tour? No. <laughs> I will rob it or work there. Just or work there. Which one? <laughs> I haven't decided yet. Um. Natalie going with Monk to all the different crime scenes with high heels on. She didn't keep a pair of sneakers in the trunk. Um, I mean, I would say that for the most part, Natalie's like doing her job and she's, she's dressed nice. And then when they get all the wacky adventures like happening to them, she's not expecting like, oh, I need to put my sneakers on or like, yeah. uh, you know, things usually just happen to them. Where she needs sneakers. She doesn't need sneakers at her job. Like, the captain and Randy and Monk are wearing dress shoes. So she's wearing heels. I feel like heels don't really impair her that much. Yeah, there was a comment on here that was like, this is not true. I've wore heels, like, every day for 30 years, no matter what, to anywhere. Like, it is, it is possible. Oh. Like, oh, everyone's like, good job. Yeah. I would, <laughs> hand clap. I would hand clap. Yeah. 
Um, let's see. The ending still had no idea how Judge, mm. Five Finger Man, Dale the Well, and Ambrose all tie into Trudy's death. The six-fingered man. He's the one that made that made the bomb. Or that, not made it, but he planted the bomb. And it exploded. That's how the six-fingered man. And then the judge, he killed her. The he, judge killed her? Like, the, the judge hired the guy to kill yeah, her and yeah. all that. Like So we definitely know how... I feel I was like the only Dale one the we, Whale yeah. could be. Yeah. Dale the Whale is the one that's the question mark. So I agree with you 25%. Okay. <laughs> um, I think it's your turn. Um, Trudy played... By two different actresses. Thank you. Thank you. It's not a plot hole, but it's also just annoying. Yeah, I was thinking about this when Luke asked what we would change. This one's honestly not a big deal to me, but I feel like they could have just chose somebody other than Melora and the other girl and kept her through the whole series. I I would not be mad at that. I really do not like Melora Arden with her um, appearance in the first part. I mean, I don't mind I don't Melora, like but I just like the change and then Jan. It's like, it'd just be better for everyone if they had just chose someone. Honestly, I think the girl from the other woman would have been a good person. Like, she could have been Trudy. She totally could She looked like the real Trudy. So, um, let's see. The guy who killed 11 of the 12 jurors. Does the public really have access to that kind of info? And even if he did, how did he know where they'd all be and when? Like the one at the movie theater. Um, Well, I would assume that... Actually, I don't know if you have public access to who's on the jury. Because I know whenever, like, they interview people on TV, like, jurors will sometimes, like, blur their face. Because they don't want people to know they're on the jury. So I always think, like, well, if they have public knowledge of it. Why would they even do that? Yeah. I mean, I would say you definitely would have public knowledge if you were at the jury and you saw the people on the jury... But I, they don't call them by name. They call them juror number whatever. Yeah. And then how do they know where they would be? Well, assuming if you want to kill somebody, you'd be stalking them. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And you know where they were. So. Makes sense. We need debunked. <laughs> <laughs> we really did. I just killed that one. <laughs> we really did. You would think he would really prefer Inspector number 10. No, that doesn't make any sense. If he likes what he likes, then he likes number... Like, sure, you would think that. That's not a plot hole. We need to debunk. Debunk. Okay. (laughs) I'm fine with that. Okay. I get one for the juror. Do it. Debunk. Yeah. Okay. And then you just inspector number 10. (laughs) Okay. Next one. So many things happen on Benton Street. It must be a crime capital of the Bay Area. 
Andy, Ivy. Andy Breckman said he just lacked creativity and didn't want to name anything else. So he just named everything Benton Street. So, but I, it's a good catch. It is a good catch. Um, most of the evidence gathering techniques or methods that just lead to criminal confessing. I honestly wonder what Monk's conviction rate would be with so much circumstantial evidence in many episodes. I agree. Mm-hmm. He's like, we've talked about. We that. have your foot, or you're like, we have your shoe, and then they're just like, I did it, I did it. When she wouldn't stand in court. Mm. I'm thinking more of like the critic, like the confession. Yeah. The fake confession, or like the psychic, like cornering the guy into saying like, okay, I did it, I played it, and you're like, okay, but. We had no real evidence. We had a tiny little piece of rock. Yeah. That no, that would not have stood up in court. For sure. I agree. But I will say I do appreciate, I think we all do, that this is not a CSI show. Uh-huh. This is Monk solving things with his mind, with his brain, and his deductive reasoning. Not, okay, well, we'll just get this piece of hair to the lab and send it off. And like, oh, yeah, the hair matched. We're done. And everything is about... Some DNA clue. Exactly. That's a different show. That's cool. So. I never even noticed that. So, yeah. So, we have to take some circumstantial evidence. Yeah. So. The couple that got convicted because Miss Ling sewed the buttons parallel. I could, I mean, we just kind of talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> we really did. That is pretty circumstantial. I have sewn buttons parallel before. I won't lie. I have definitely sewn buns parallel, so I agree with that. Okay. Um, Monk refusing to drink any other brand of water than Sierra Springs, but then switching brands because the deal with that company ended and the writers had to create a fictional brand. Sierra Springs is a real brand? It is a real brand. I didn't know that. I don't know if they had a deal with them or if they just used it and then they were like, yeah, don't use that anymore or something. I honestly don't know what happened. I didn't even know Sierra Springs is real. Definitely a um, whole kind of Trudy switch. Like, it actually, it more reminds me of like Dr. Bell and Dr. Kroger, where it's like he couldn't imagine having any other therapist and he couldn't. And it's like, well, Dr. Kroger passed away, so he has to. Oh, okay. Like, I can't not drink Sierra Springs. There's a whole episode about it in Mexico. And then all of a sudden, it's like, Oh, wait, but mm-mm, you can't have that anymore. You can only drink Summit Creek. And he's like, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, not Monk's fault. Okay, the last one. He and Trudy were in the class of 81 in the class reunion episode, but in the finale, she had her kid in 83 before she met Monk. Oh. That is the easiest way we could have explained that plot hole in the very I end. didn't do that. <laughs> we're like, wait, so she was 27 <laughs> when he was 21, and then divided by three means. <laughs> yeah, I think, it's, I think it's a plot hole. I think it's a plot hole. <laughs> we're like, yeah, they were class of 81. That so they graduated really in 81. So they had met, and then they had Molly in 83. So yeah, that's a ginormous plot hole. That's crazy. That is completely and utterly spelled out for you. So. That's good. There's a good that. one. Okay. Um, let's see. My personal plot holes, I only have three. Okay. So this is, this is, I don't know. We'll discuss this one real quick. Natalie only quitting once on Monk. I know that Sharona quit and that's kind of like her thing and everyone's like, oh, I hate that Sharona quit, but 
Natalie like had like multiple checks like bounce from him and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. how could you physically pay for your stuff and have new heels and have new cars and stuff? Yeah. And not ever have to pick up another job or quit him at least once. Like, well, I guess she does. Qu- she quit. The only time she quits is in Lotto Fever when she gets rich, famous. Yeah. And it seems like. If we're saying, oh, she's so loyal to Monk, like, that's what draws the line. It's not her out of necessity to pay for things for her daughter. It's, I'm famous now. And, and Monk is angry for her. And, uh, and Monk is jealous. And Monk is jealous. So, I don't know. I just, I put that one out there. Um, this is a, this is my honorable mention one. Monk blacking out. I think that's a really weird thing. Like, he blacks out. I think he does it twice, but the, the most memorable one is in the rapper. Yeah. When he's like talking to murderous and he's like, oh, sorry, what I blacked out. Mm. That's weird. That's weird. That's so, it's like a weird way to push that storyline forward. Okay, so he just blacks out so that he can say yes to something he would never have said yes to. Exactly. I feel like that's my honorable mention. And then my biggest plot hole is, and that I'm most proud of, by the way, is Mr. Monk and the Red Herring. The entire episode is centered around the moon rock being in Julie's aquarium and the reason that the moon, the moon rock was stolen. Right. So the reason that it was in Julie's aquarium is because the guy freaked out because he stole it and he needed some place to hide it. So he stuck it in an aquarium box and Julie bought it and went home and took it home. Right. Well, the reason that he quote hid the box or hid the rock is because they were searching the employees as they left the building because the moon rock was missing. But it, earlier, they said the moon rock was never missing. Nobody uh-huh. knew about the missing moon rock. They had switched it out for another rock. So everybody was like, oh. And Stottlemyre was like, oh, I stood there for 30 minutes in line to pet that thing. And so it's like, exactly. So then why did the guy ever hide the rock when no they, were, they weren't looking for it? Yeah. They were like, oh, he, fre- he freaked out because they were searching everyone, even the employees. And they're like, no, they weren't. Why would they be searching for something they didn't know was missing? Yeah. And that's what the whole episode's based on, is how the moon rock gets to Julie. And the whole murderer and Natalie's entire existence into the show. Huh. So. Okay, my best plot hole is... It is so easy for somebody to get reinstated. Mm. And Monk didn't, somehow. Mm. All those years. From just being, like... Like what was it? Twelve years, right? Yeah, because yeah. Trudy died twelve years ago. Yeah, and did not get reinstated, even though I, I guess it was just I don't know. I don't know. I still think my storyline would have been great. The reason he didn't get reinstated is because Trudy's murderer was on the panel, uh-huh. and then that would have been like, oh, that makes sense. But nope, didn't ask me for my opinion when I was a senior in high school. That was a mistake. (laughs) Okay. All right, guys. So our next category in plot holes is villainous plots and their takedowns. Okay. So I asked you guys what your favorite villains were. And then I also asked what your favorite gotcha moments were separately. And I got so many multiple answers. Oh, of like the same thing that I was like, okay, I'll just put these two together. Cause it makes sense. Like, oh, well I love the genius and I love when Monk says checkmate. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well that makes sense. Cause you like 
that Monk takes him down because he's so bad. Okay. Yeah. So villainous plots and their takedowns. Let's start with Dalton Padrone and gets married. Yep. We talked about him being with Randy's mom, conning her, making her feel bad and trying to steal that gold. And Randy comes in in the nick of time and actually saves the day because they all get trapped in like the closet because the sheriff arrests Dalton. Mm-hmm. But he, of course, handcuffs him in front of his body. And then so he just grabs the sheriff's gun and he's like, okay, everyone in the closet. And then so while Dalton's loading up on the journals, he like goes outside to run away. And that's when Randy pulls up and he's like, get away from my mom, you SOB. Something like that. Yeah. So Aww. that's a good one, guys. Good one. Um, Dr. Lancaster and goes to the asylum and Monk catching him on the roof. Mm-hmm. Yep. He corners him and the guy's like, don't shoot Santa. <laughs> it's like, he's not Santa. Um, we have Brad Terry in the TV star. This is one of my favorite takedowns, actually, because remember, they're all into the TV show, like, because Brad Terry is doing a TV show about him being a detective. So he has all his same, like, he has a summation and all that. And so when Brad Terry is in the editing room editing his last episode, Stoudemire walks in. He says, this is my favorite part whenever he sums up the case. And he's like, oh, yeah, me too. I love that part. He's like, no, I'm talking about Monk. And then Monk's like, here's what happened. You killed her with the yoga tape, blah, 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 blah. Uh... And then then Stoudemire says, like, Randy, put the cuffs on him. It's just like we're dancing. Because that's like what he said earlier. And then Sharona's like, and he did it without a spectroscope. And it's so sassy. So (laughs) that's a good one, guys. That's a good one. That's good. The weed farmer, Jimmy Belmont, and Randy getting the guy with the fingerprints on the keys. That was a good one. Yep. Because they figured it out. And Randy's like, you did this and you did the salt licks. And he's like, wait, you don't have any evidence. And he's like, wait, I bet you didn't wipe your... Fingers off the keys. And he's like, no. <laughs> oh, the Jimmy Belmont. He's also on Desperate Housewives. He's like a main character. He's one of the husbands. Ricardo Shavara. So he's on there a lot. Next is Teresa Scott, the Black Widow. And then Natalie is, you know, that's her takedown moment when she's puts her heel on her throat and says, stay away from my family. We've got enough problems. Oh, um, Sheriff Rollins. And Mr. Monk is on the run. Arrest him. Arrest him. <laughs> He's out of his jurisdiction. Arrest him. And Stottlemyre's like, get it off of me. Arrest him. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, the acrobat in the circus, whenever she remembers that she forgot the batteries, forgot to wipe down the batteries. Mm-hmm. This is like the key clue. She forgot to wipe her prints off the batteries. She's like, why did I forget the stupid batteries? And then she... Tries to acrobat her way out of there and, like, drive away. So. Um, Ben Glazer from Meets His Dad. Yeah, there's not a a takedown moment, really. This is where he finds the tie. Like, he's like, oh, you don't have any proof of that? And then Monk is like, boom, here's the tie. So that's, like, the takedown moment. That's all right. Someone put that. I mean, I didn't make it up. Someone put that? (laughs) This is their, this, guys, this is y'all's favorite villains. Someone said Ben Glazer from Meets His Dad. like... This next one is good. <laughs> this next one is good. The guy who hired fake Trudy, Jack Bollinger, he basically, his takedown was he was shot by the captain because he tries to shoot uh, Monk, but he shoots fake Trudy instead and then Trudy dies in his arms. But the person that submitted this one, he was like, yeah, Jack Bollinger, definitely. He set Monk back a few years. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is true. That's so messed up. That is true. 
um, John Hannigan. She's not too forgettable now, is she? <laughs> Quote Natalie in The Critic. Yep. John Hannigan's a real creepy one. He's yeah. a real, like, skeevy. We have Daniel Thorne in the casino. He is the uh, casino owner in Vegas. And, oh, and then his takedown, of course, is Stottlemyre, remembering that the earrings don't match. He's like, they don't match, they don't match. And then they run back and go get him. This one's definitely one of the greatest. Linda Fusco. I parked on a hill. Oh, that's her takedown, her I demise. Parked she parked on a hill. Uh, Ronnie Lankman in the game show. Whenever Monk confronts him and Val Birch on air and their little scheme where they're holding the cards uh-huh. and then they're like, buzz, 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 buzz. But the takedown is when Monk calls the voicemail because Monk makes it to the bonus round and he's like, okay, question one. And Monk's like, actually, I would like to phone a friend. And he's like, oh, wow, starting off strong. And he's like, I want to call him, Val Birch. And they're like, He's like, I'm sorry, I'm not home. And he's like, give me the number. And then Dwight Ellison is like, Adrian, it's 555, whatever, whatever. And so Adrian calls it. And then Monk remembers when he eavesdropped in his house, he remembers the code. And so he's like, boop, 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 and types in the guy's password. And it recorded the victim's dying words on the voicemail. That's how Val Birch was blackmailing Ronnie Lankman. Was because he was, she was like, Ronnie Lankman, he killed me. Uh. And instead of being a good guy, he decided to blackmail him to go on his show. And so Monk is like, boop, 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 <laughs> and calls into it on air. And everyone's like, savage. It was so savage. That's a really good takedown. That is a That's good a takedown. really good takedown. Um, the great Torini. Abracadorfman, you son of a beep. Yeah, that's pretty good. Two votes for that one. Two. two I, votes. I see it. I see yep. it. Yep. Okay. The cleaning ladies also got two votes. Whenever Monk holds the photo of the extra trunk and he's counting, and then their faces are like, "Oh no," they are they're devastated yes, when he does yes. that. Yeah. Hal Tucker with the whole "Get away from my friend," and it's like, "No, we're his friends." Yep. Mm-hmm. The blind woman, Wendy Mast, in the redheaded stranger. When they basically confront her, you know, we know it was you because you shook the wrong hand. And she's like, that guy got, you know, two years for killing my parents. What I did was that was justice. And it's really sad. But she gives a very vengeful statement. I mean, just fine. Yeah, I'm kidding. I mean, remember, (laughs) these are y'all's favorite villains, too. Um, Um, This one had two votes. The judge. Ooh, this gives me chills every time. Tonight, I'm the judge. So, does he even shoot him? He shot himself, but still. Oh. <laughs> the judge shoots himself. <laughs> Doesn't really count. But still, it, it was theatrical when we did it. <laughs> okay, we have the science teacher, Derek Philby. This one got four votes, guys. Four votes. So remember, we talked about this already, where he goes to plant the glasses so that Derek Philby will go basically take the bait and Ugh. prove that he was there. And then he walks down and Monk is like, what you got there? And he's like, oh, I just uh, found these. Weren't you looking for these? And he's like, yeah, I planted them there an hour ago. And he's like, oh, crap. And then since he's a science teacher, Monk is like, QED, quote, Eret Demonstrata. Thus, it is proven. Boom. <laughs> There's a reason that one got four votes. <laughs> There's a reason, guys. Um, Max Hudson from On the Air. This one got five votes. Yep. You're not laughing now, are you? Join the club. Yep. 
Max Hudson is not laughing when they put him in handcuffs. Oh, that's a good one, too. Okay, nine votes, guys. Nine for Dale the Whale. That's y'all's favorite villain. And then the takedown is when he basically leaves Dale behind bars again in his own personal hell. That's a good one. Takes all of his stuff away. Yep. Um, The astronaut, nine whole votes. Monk doesn't flinch going toe to toe with the fighter jet. That's good. That one is so good. Because he just stands there and the, the astronaut goes right up to him and Monk's just standing there like in the wind and then the astronaut gives him the nod. Yeah. Like, respect, man. Mad respect. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to jail. So. And then I believe this is the last one and that is the chess master. Patrick Kloster. 12 votes, you guys. Monk at the very end says, I know it's not a game, but if you insist... Checkmate. <laughs> so good. That is so freaking good. That would be my personal list. Oh. Oh, spoiler oh, alert. Spoilers. Okay. I'll okay. go first then. Okay, go ahead. Um, I, I guess I'll just say my top three. Um, of course. Checkmate. Um, I'm surprised this wasn't on the list. Oh wait, that'll be now my number one. Okay. Um Linda Fusco on a hill. Of okay, course. so this one's number This one's number two. Okay, okay. And then on uh, number one. Sharona with the weave pool with the wig. Oh. Oh my gosh. That is iconic. Nice. That is such a good one. I'm surprised nobody put that. That is such a good one. Yeah. Well, I guess because the, the, the commissioner technically wasn't the bad guy. Yeah. But I mean, that's, it was, a, that's a gotcha moment for sure. Yeah, that's true. That was definitely a gotcha moment. I will give you that. Okay. Some of mine that no one... Uh, did was Dexter Larson, who's the Playboy guy, and they figure out that he has built this giant magnet that he used to kill his business partner. And then so whenever he like Dexter comes back home, they're like, "What are you doing here?" And there's like that. There's a bust. It's like a piece of art, and he says, uh-huh. "Like, don't touch this." And at the end of the episode, it's turned over on the table, and Monk is like, "Oh, sorry." Let me just pick it up or something. Or he's like, why don't you try to pick it up? And then so Dexter's like, let me do it. Let me do it. And he can't pick it up. It's stuck. Uh-huh. And then Monk is like, what? It's so easy. And then he picks it up and puts it. And Dexter's like, uh. And Monk's like, we found it. And uh-huh. like, what? And Randy's underneath the table with the giant magnet like holding it. That's sick. Yeah. That is sick. Now, I will say that's probably a giant plot hole because if Randy was that close with the magnet, let's say there was like different settings, but like if he just turned it on, it probably would like suck everything. Yeah. <laughs> suck the chandelier off the ceiling yeah. and everything. But yeah, no, it was, that's a really good one. Dexter Larson. And then the sidekick. Oh my gosh. When Dark Monk, as I call Dark Monk at the beginning of the series, when he really wants to pin this guy. And they make this elaborate ruse about throwing this girl in the ditch and all that. And he's like, no, she's a folk. She's a fake. She's a phony. I put her there. And he's like, what? You put her there? You said, he's like, no, 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 no. She's a fake. And Monk's like, oh. And the guy's like, dang it. Dang. <laughs> Such a good takedown. Of course, Linda Fusco. Um, unexpected and super emotional takedown. My second place one goes to, and th- these are for, I kind of mixed the takedowns and the um, villains, but... My favorite villain, honorable mention, is Natasha Lovada. Her accent is amazing. She's the queen of the sky. She's like Ukrainian or something. And she's like so smug. 
Like, and she's so savage. She crushes that guy, like his head with an elephant. That is crazy. And of course, you know, she has her own takedown too, but I love her as a villain. That's my second place. And my first place villain is the great Torini. He killed Kevin oh, yeah. Dorfman, Abraka Dorfman, and they got their revenge. I feel like this is like the same way I feel like people feel about the chess player and how it's like very like genius vibes the whole time. I feel that way about the magician episode and it's magician vibes the whole time. Uh-huh. And that he adds to that. Yeah. Mystiqueness, mysteriousness of the episode. Like, ooh, it's kind of spooky. <laughs> so that's my number one. That's All right, good. guys. So that was it for plot holes. All right, guys, you are done listening to part two of our series wrap up. Make sure you come back next time. Get out the tissues because it's going to be the end. And yeah, it's going to be a good one. So you don't want to miss it. Tune in next time. You'll thank me later. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Junk Monk Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also follow us at Junk Monk Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you want to know more about Candice, she's at Harder Than Hard Hats on Instagram. And if you want to know more about me, Noah L., subscribe to my vlog, Noah Hernandez, on YouTube. Also, you can leave us a voicemail at 323-366-0477 with your questions, comments, or just to show us some love. Don't forget to catch up on Monk with Amazon Prime Video or Peacock TV. And of course, subscribe to our show. You'll thank me later.